There will be no real non-controlled currency in the world. We're coming for you, banks. Bitcoin is punk rock. Deal with it. You split, we bankrupt you. Do you use Lightning wallets to pay for things or not? No. Bitcoin Cash would be seen as more of a threat to the United States hegemony than Bitcoin. Miles, tell me, what's your favorite kind of money? Bitcoin Cash. Hello and welcome back to the Bitcoin Cash podcast. Following Bitcoin Cash on its rise to global reserve currency. I'm feeling those vibes today, let me tell you. <laughs> so this is episode number 46 BCH versus BDC protocol upgrades and Florida adoption featuring Ryan Giffen and special guests, at least for the first half hour, apparently. Mark Fowles on today is Wednesday, <laughs> the 27th of April, 2022. I'm Jeremy. Jed is producing the show. Ryan's been on the show before, and it's just over one year since his first appearance in episode uh, 15. So I guess we'll, we'll do a little wow. bit of a, a run back of. Uh, what what that was but people might have also heard him on the christmas episode i think that was episode number 35 but he's a bch uh content creator avid peer-to-peer cash fan uh you know entrepreneur adoption uh spreader and mark is uh kind of kind of similar i guess does a lot of bch uh content being spreading the good word and making some quality documentaries of uh the else like el salvador situation which we've covered on this show uh, a little bit before and uh also the adoption in st kitts and now in florida so yeah both of you uh welcome to the show but i guess we'll start with uh mark since he's uh new and he's on a on a clock how do you how do you get into bitcoin give the audience the the rundown for those who don't know you well um i was never interested in it at all no interest for years, I knew about it and uh, just didn't care. <laughs> uh, but what ended up happening is my friend uh, gave me, I think it was like $50 and said, record a video of yourself trying crypto for the first time. So I did. And uh, I took his 50 bucks and I left it in there after the video was over. And over time, I started getting notifications in the Bitcoin.com wallet. And I started seeing the price would change. And I said, oh, it's kind of, kind of interesting. I didn't realize... First off, that there were other currencies, other cryptos. I mean, I thought it was just Bitcoin. There's nothing else. And uh, at some point, I realized that some people actually use it as money. It was baffling to me. So I did a video where I spent three days, 72 hours, only using cryptocurrency as a complete beginner. And that's where I was exposed to the differences between Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and kind of the frustrations I had surrounding that. And um as I started learning more after that experience, I started uh, getting more interested in Bitcoin Cash and the implications that it has for the greater financial world and for people uh, in third world, world countries and actually really anyone who, who values their uh, financial agency, personal financial agencies. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm super interested actually to get your thoughts on, I think back uh, maybe, yeah, a year ago, maybe about the time uh, or slightly after that, you know, Ryan was on that first episode and you were making this content and then the sort of El Salvador stuff and so on. I sort of predicted that over time you would, you were sort of more neutral initially, like, oh, I'll use BDC, I'll use 
BCH, I'll use Dash, I'll use Monero, I'll use whatever works kind of thing. And I'm sure you still probably got some of those same uh, opinions, but I kind of predicted that similar to Kim.com who had the same thing. He came in, he was just trying to be reasonable with everyone. That's a very like mm-hmm. reasonable position to start from. But then over time, like you basically had some more beefs with the kind of BDC side and, and sort of learned the hard lessons that everybody uh, slowly does and you've kind mm-hmm. of focused a bit more on uh, BCH and I guess also getting fl- funded on Flipstar you kind of want to mm-hmm. you know pay that uh, back but would you say that's that's accurate how's it been in that uh, time producing crypto content I will say what I believe and one of the things that I've done with my channel that makes it maybe different than some other channels is all of the experiences all of the uh, conclusions that I've come to, right? I love Bitcoin Cash. Uh, I, I love Monero. Um, I think that Bitcoin is is really not a, a great long-term crypto. Uh, all of these conclusions came from things that are recorded in live time. All my videos show all of the things that I experience that lead me to the conclusions that I have rather than coming in and having a conclusion and making a video around it. So I like to joke around with people, but it, it is true. Tomorrow I could wake up and be a, a BTC maximalist or, or even be a, a, a um, Peter Schiff where I do not believe in crypto whatsoever. If that happens, you better believe there'll be a video up that shows what I experience and why I come to that conclusion. So I'm, I'm very open to having my mind changed. And in this stage of, of my, uh, let's say, involvement in crypto, uh, it, it's pretty clear that Bitcoin Cash uh, really has the best chance of becoming, let's say, a world reserve currency. It, it does everything right. Um, obviously, that could change if I'm exposed to information that I don't know. Uh, but I, I like to be open-minded. So I, I wouldn't say so much that I try to be neutral. It's just that I don't know and I learn and I just show in my channel what I'm learning. And the conclusions and takeaways that I have. And I hope that people that watch my channel uh, can get a wider perspective on cryptocurrency beyond just the talking points and the memes that come from things like BTC, right? When you actually try to use it and experience it, and when you're logical and disconnect your emotions from it, uh, you know, it's hard to justify, um, you know, the HODL mentality in BTC when it doesn't have a, a real use case. So, um, yeah, I, I, many people would interpret that as being very pro-BCH, and of course I'm, I'm pro-BCH, but it's it's more just uh, let's remove our personal feelings from it and how does stuff work? Bitcoin Cash works. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's super interesting, right? Because that's that's a completely, you know, fair and reasonable take, and it kind of comes to this point that all the cryptocurrencies in the in the market are sort of vying for people's attention right like it's literally that live uh market uh input you know that is the each coin is trying to attract uh you know content creators it's trying to attract entrepreneurs it's trying to attract consumers it's trying to attract developers and while some minority of people you know such as uh myself or obviously there's many others might have kind of an ideological or a historical reasons that will you know bias them to specific coins over mm-hmm. 
you know, some sort of like <clears throat> entirely rational analysis, right? Well, I mean, I, I might be able to say, okay, I think it's rational. I like BTH, you know, for all these reasons. Like I like the founding myth with Satoshi and another coin can't replicate that. But I can wrap it up however I want, right? The, right. the, the point is it's not, you know, to me, it's not like strictly a numbers game that, okay, if Dash had cheaper transaction fees, I'd switch tomorrow like that. That wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. Um, but obviously, yeah, maybe you or maybe there's different other people who are more in that. In fact, that will be the majority of people. So it's quite imperative yeah. that for a coin to win, it has to be making like a very, very compelling case to to everybody, right? Uh, regardless of any other kind of like separate uh, narrative or, or reasons that people get involved, especially to have yeah. staying power uh, as well too, you know? Yeah, I don't know, Ryan, any thoughts on on all this? Yeah, I, I've always appreciated uh, Mark's journalistic work. You know, I think trying not to come in overly biased and just arrive at conclusions has uh, done a lot of good for uh, Bitcoin Cash coming out of a, an emotional civil war <laughs> during the last cycle. So I think he was such a breath, breath of fresh air and also Kim and just try to have logical conversations uh, about competing currencies. And, um, and I, I just want to thank you for having me back on the show, Jeremy. I, I remember a year ago, I remember being so excited I watched some of your first podcasts and this, you know, just your perspective and the way you branded yourself and how much work you put into the show behind the scenes to make the slides. I was, I, w- I would say I was uh, anxiously uh, excited. I felt like I was going like on a first day and, and here we are a year later, uh, built the friendship and uh, building in the, in the community together. So I want to thank you for having me back. And I've learned so much over this past year and done a lot more to, and uh, learning more how to build in the community and bring value. So, um, and learn a lot from Mark and it's, it's, it's what it's all about. This community, it's an ecosystem we're creating and, and making larger. And it's a lot of the work that we've been doing down here and have had such a fun time and, and had high conversion ratio of more adoption in the area. Again, with Mark's help and what I've learned from what they're doing in St. Kitts and uh, really excited uh, for, for the future of Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, let's chat about that a bit then. On the first slide, I've got some podcast news. So I like to too if there's yeah. anything specific to the podcast i like to throw it in kind of right at the start because maybe people <laughs> fuck off and they don't listen to the whole thing you know uh so this week if any listeners of the show haven't uh heard it or whatever so i released a song my second song called <laughs> changing the changing the game featuring yeah. nick chase um and the reason i also i want to highlight it is because there's a reason that I that I you know uh, the song's kind of about yeah we got we got to kick it up a level basically and we got to just like blow past all the haters is kind of the the theme of the song and that's that's kind of what I'm feeling now when I think about one year ago when we uh, were talking and stuff it was more it was more sort of germination stage like you were kind of talking about oh I'm gonna uh, have this like golf tournament um and you know but there wasn't the el salvador stuff there wasn't you know uh there was like a whole cycle of price hype was kind of still in the news and everything like that and bitcoin cash was still sort of feeling its way out of the fork with eCash. smart bch hadn't been announced or launched at <laughs> all and when you just think back to all of that i think where where are we now i sort of feel like if we compare, yeah, last year it was sort of very germinating stuff, but from this year to next year, I feel like this is our chance to really like kick it up a gear, like all this stuff with Canada, all the things that have happened in the world. This is going to be a pretty important year in terms of actually making it happen, making it 
making it fly. And then if BCH is going to be the number one crypto firstly, and then the number one currency in the world, we, we're going to have to act like it. We got to just put up results and numbers and make an impact that is just undeniable, right? Um, where it's just not Ponzi scheming hype. It's not some Twitter fad. It's not some, you know, celebrity who endorses it to make a quick buck or whatever. It's an actual organic community putting in massive hours and working smart. Obviously, you got to work smart as well as work uh, hard and have, you know, best in tools like the best, the best tools, the best resources and the best, you know, communication network among the among the community and i think we're starting to we're starting to see that happen like this podcast itself is it is kind of an example of that but you're seeing as time goes on from the from after the fork and i said look we probably won't have another fork in fact i think we're further away from a fork than ever because people are starting to link up and team up and these these things are starting to to roll and i you know i'm i'm amazed to see that right so anyway that was why i made this uh made this song and i hope it's giving giving people those those kind of vibes and it ties into this uh documentary as well which came out so it was actually out previously it was called ken mato bitcoin it was uh, from the guys in uh, argentina but it was in spanish so a lot of people you know didn't uh, get the you know didn't watch it and everything so i did the help them out and we did a translation and a voiceover in english and re-released it this way he's been really really popular and i i'm actually very keen as well to hear mark's take because he's also made a crypto uh documentary on the dark side of bitcoin in el salvador so we're actually gonna have a little playlist going here <laughs> of like you yeah. know crypto documentaries that people can just sit down and just watch and and get the message in three you know a couple of hours as to like wow all this you know deep dive on this uh stuff so yeah any any thoughts on on either of these two things Nick is interesting. So Nick is a friend of mine uh, and I'm actually the person that brought him into the, the BCH community. Um, and yeah. he, his story, he hasn't released it and I, I can't really talk too much about it because I want him to be the storyteller, but he has a story that's not too unlike Roger Beer. And his connection with crypto is, is, is pretty personal uh, and a great example as to why crypto is so necessary to begin with. So I'm excited for him to at some point, share his story. As far as the Bitcoin documentary, it's on my phone. Mm-hmm. I got YouTube uh, premium. So it'll be what I watch on my flight back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, you haven't so, seen it yet? Not yet. Yeah, no, it's too busy wow. doing all the Being busy. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You've been, you've just been, so uh, I, I did out. watch it as soon as it came out. Like I stopped everything I was doing. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it, Jeremy. And, uh, actually, I, I watched it because Ian Blast messaged it to me and told me to watch it. And, I, and yeah. I actually have a, a relatively further commute on the way home. And uh, I started listening to it. And it just grabbed me. And it's the best documentary I've ever seen on Bitcoin. And um, it was the best narrated one as well. No. <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, not. There's a few moments. Of the, the audio is definitely a bit patchy in there. but <laughs> No, no. So, yeah, when Ian sent it to me, uh, I, 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 I've been looking for like a great documentary like that. So I think that what's really cool with, along that documentary and, and a lot of Mark's work uh, is that we're getting a lot of great quality content telling the story. Because if it's just someone coming on the phone, uh, you know, it's not going to engage as many people and spread to a wider audience. It's just going to get the enthusiasts. So I've already shared it with other people that are just new to the network. And they're, you know, why, what is Bitcoin? What is Bitcoin Cash? Wow, show them this documentary. And it's pretty clear to see, you know, what, what, 
what the real innovation here was. And um, it, it, marvelous job, really enjoyed it. And the rap song, I, I got it by the second verse, I was like, holy cow, man, Jeremy can spit. <laughs> like, I, never, <laughs> I was super blown away with that too, man. So uh, yeah, some really great stuff. Every week, there's something really, something great coming out of the community, man. Just incredible work. And uh, yeah. really, really glad to be a part of it. And and I feel like, uh, and, and you gave me some really encouraging words too when I came back from St. Kitts, how much you enjoyed the documentary too. So it just makes me really excited to keep on putting out great work and, you know, the community really enjoys it and embraces it. Yeah, quick shout out to La Tona Vigilancia, who's the uh, guy, you know, responsible for the documentary. Uh, originally, he's in the chat right now. And he says, thanks, Ryan. Love to hear that. <laughs> so yet again, just more connections, you know, forming in the in the community and obviously it is a decentralized thing that's a major i want to say faults kind of in quotation marks of of bitcoin cash is there is no marketing department we are the marketing department yeah. right a lot of other coins they have their big centralized vc stash and they have you know somebody who's on a payroll somewhere i went to a crypto meetup recently and there was this, some guy who came up to me and he was shilling me this coin and that coin he told me he was getting paid by the blockchain i said what are you talking about, man? Like <laughs> he's explaining to me, oh, there's Coinbase have invested all this money. Oh, okay. So that's who's paying you, you know, <laughs> whether or not it's like the blockchain itself. He wasn't, it wasn't the blockchain paying him unless you're mining or, you know, like we've got flip starters, right? Which is completely different to what he was talking about, which is, yep. you know, somebody's just got a huge stash of money, which it's not even really from the blockchain. It's actually just a big pile of fiat. And he was, you know, getting put on the payroll to kind of go out and shill it. So, that's that's mm -hmm. where uh, BCH has to really stand out as a kind of as an organic uh, grassroots uh, movement in terms of, of creating content. And I think that that kind of has a slower ramp up time where it takes a little while for, you know, like learning how to do this uh, podcast or Mark, you already had a lot of uh, content background. So you're already making pretty slick stuff, but then you get interested and then, you know, some other people start learning from that and, and whatever and it kind of uh, snowballs. So it's slower to start, but uh, it just becomes crushing and overwhelming if we can get a decent amount of uh, momentum going because there's there's like an unlimited pool of funds, theoretically, if you have, you know, you don't have to scale up a marketing department and have more hierarchy and problems along the way. You just have a an organic uh, sea of independent stuff and the best of it just getting like collated by the community um Absolutely. yeah which i guess is our is our job and then to get it in front of people so uh but i think yeah. they'll find us as well too i think people are you know waking up to this stuff on their own but yeah i think it's very empowering when you explain to someone you know you will know, we'll onboard businesses like we've been doing and then they'll be like well what do you get out of this you know <laughs> well i'm like well i mean beyond like the philosophical view i want of the world you know, the more people that have, you know, want to use the currency and the more we can spread it, we are the network. And the more my coins will become valuable, the more people that use it and find it useful, you know? So it's not that I'm going to make money by onboarding you. So if you go in there and give them every tool uh, to do it, mm -hmm. uh, then there, there's no reason not to do it. And if you overcome every objection, it, it's really incredible. And we'll, we'll explain more on that. I'm, I want to take away from the slide, but um, some <laughs> tips that we'll be sharing with everyone to you know, you, you could do this in every part of the world. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's crack on then with the, we got to hit the price as always. USD $306 per BCH and one BDC is 127.9 BCH. 
this week. We were just ahead of ApeCoin, which has come out of nowhere. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to point them out because what, what have they got? Absolutely nothing except hype. That's the exact opposite of what I was just uh, talking about. But it just kind of proves the point. And I saw some guy on Twitter just said, how is BCH still in the top 25? And I was like, that that's just that's just how you know how is you know apecoin getting into the top the right. top uh 25 but uh mark every guest on the show explains like do they follow the price regularly how much are they impacted about that how do they handle the volatility what's your approach to price <laughs> <laughs> uh i i could care less i could care less with the prices uh and the reason is for me i have let me bring on someone to the show who would love to be here, Safadine Almos, the writer of the Bitcoin Standard. So if we apply his brilliant book to uh, Bitcoin Cash, I'm being a little bit sarcastic here, but one of his points is that the hardest currency is going to be the one that wins. Sort of irrelevant what the price is, right? It doesn't matter that the uh, price of Bitcoin or what ApeCoin is, whatever it is, o- over time, ultimately the one that has the, um, the most sound uh, properties is, is going to be the currency that wins. So for me, uh, there's really only two currencies that, that do that, that I'm aware of. One is Monero and one is Bitcoin Cash, and both of them are, are, are very different. Bitcoin Cash has the usability and Monero has the fungibility. So for me, it's sort of irrelevant what the price is. I could care less if, if people want fiat dollars. I'm going to hold my gold. You know what I mean? When, when the gold standard was gone, anyone who went into fiat was was and has been generation generationally crushed. So um, yeah, whatever. I could care less. You know, so long as it's above zero, I guess that's that's a good sign. But for me, that's wholly irrelevant. Irrelevant. Uh, irre- I can't even say the word. Mm-hmm. I haven't even had any. Actually, I did have a beer. But, um, yeah, we, we just onboarded a bar before, <laughs> yeah, so, before we got. <laughs> but uh, the, the price is sort of unrelated to the soundness of the money, and, and Bitcoin Cash is very sound. So at some point, I think that anyone who holds it will be rewarded, as again, the Bitcoin Standard book would would uh, tell you. Sidetrack, by the way, if you ever read that book, uh, you realize he's talking about Bitcoin Cash the whole time. He just <laughs> hasn't realized that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the greatest bamboozles of all time the bitcoin bitcoin cash uh switcheroo and a lot of it comes down to as well that same thing about there is no marketing department so when it got off track i mean obviously as a community we're out trying to sort of fix and update that but uh (laughs) pretty hard once you lose control of the message and you don't have a corporate megaphone that everyone can say oh look these guys are the authoritative source of what is what is Bitcoin that that doesn't exist? And and imagine if like Apple had a whole like anti-Apple who had a, you know, the same logo, but like in blue or something, and they were trying to spread out the opposite. Uh-huh. Don't buy the iPhone. Like uh-huh. that, would be, that would be crazy. That would be absolutely nuts. But anyway, that's the situation we're in. Okay. On to the uh, transactions. Been a bit spiky recently, uh, 55 up to 75K transactions. I don't know actually why recently we've been having these little uh, surges. It's not like some app coming online or noise.cash suddenly getting a bunch more popular or something because it kind of ticks up and down a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know if either of you have any 
any thoughts is this all the adoption you've been doing what's what's going <laughs> on with these uh transactions well I, I do think a lot of it is coming not only of course from us there's also a gentleman out in uh, the caribbean sunny you have, you have uh jason on i saw the podcast you do with him they're doing amazing work out there so you're going to see more and more of that organic uh build up and, and create that real base layer uh value for bitcoin cash um on that market and uh, what's amazing that, you know, I, I have a business here and I, and I sell products to, uh, to restaurants. I have local competitors. What's interesting, you know, and I'm thinking as just like an entrepreneur, like when I go to onboard businesses, I'm not competing against any other chains. <laughs> like no one else is out there. Yeah. So like, it's just like, it's such a massive opportunity and also just in, in the cash market too. You know, so I think we have a huge opportunity here to really uptick this. And um, by showing businesses how easy it is to accept, and, and, I, and I can't think of anything else, really, that, that is creating that uh, opportunity. And again, uh, now I'm curious, too, what's going on. I don't know if you have on the slide today, uh, even with Binance, shorting, not having Bitcoin Cash again, which, uh, which I find to be curious. Uh, but I would say that's the only thing. I, I mean, I stay very active and maybe the DeFi stuff that's going on out there. Uh, I know Roger announced, the, obviously, with the Bitcoin.com wallet, with Verse. I'm, not, I'm sure a lot of coins are moving around that ecosystem on that DEX. Uh, so that, that's probably a large part of that as well. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, I just got a text message. So um, I'm going to dinner tonight for sushi. They want to sign up for Bitcoin Cash. So there uh, that'll be go. one more transaction. <laughs> on the, on the We're adding. Love it. We, we've been moving lots of Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about 50,000, but you never know. You never, there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of things. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like it just, it snowballs on it. On itself and we haven't really seen that kind of massively uh kick into into gear yet but it's clearly the the groundwork is kind of starting to come together that's what i'm also saying about this next year is it could be you know pretty big or maybe even the year after but i sort of feel like maybe in the next year or so we'll we'll start to see that because like you're saying you've been doing this uh stuff in florida it's happening in australia still and just back when bitcoin was one bitcoin in 2013 2014-ish that things things start to to click you know when you get two people in a community that start trading that kind of network effect operates on a small scale too so two people it's just one transaction but as soon as you have three people or five people suddenly it, it, the coins start to flow around among them and then each transaction like leads to another transaction because then somebody else has the coins and they know someone who they can they can spend it with and it starts to kind well, of operate like that jeremy i don't know if you've gotten this news yet but um, now in st kitts kfc is accepting bitcoin cash along with burger king just came on today Soon. Oh, or soon? Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> announce it until okay. we have it on the map. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, wait till <laughs> there's rumors. There's okay. rumors. Heavily, <laughs> heavily rumored. Potential on. breaking news right here. <laughs> live live on the show. And I mean that's yeah, that exactly. Song, sorry. <laughs> it might be actually. I, I need to read the text a little more closely. <laughs> Leaks. Leaked. There's some real journalism uh, vibes <laughs> happening right here as well. Too. The next Julian Wiki Assange, leaks. mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You better, you better, you Insider better watch K- KFC is going to be on to you. Uh, well, I think KFC is. KFC's on. KFC's on. Yeah, that one's for sure. Yeah, we've been okay. working on that for a long time, and it looks like Sonny was finally able to pull the last string. So. That is absolutely amazing. And, you know, and then it can it can spread from there. You just get that one branch proof of concept 
corporate comes in and takes a look at it. What's going on here, guys? I've been, <laughs> I've been trying. I got to say, I've been trying to get this uh, local subway that I go to like a lot and the, the staff all know me and stuff because i'm in there and sometimes i wear like bth shirt or something like that and i've just been slowly like warming them up to the idea i've talked to the owner when he came in i said to him can i pay him bch and he was kind of, oh no it's out of my hands blah 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 but you just got to keep keep getting in front of them over mm-hmm, and over mm-hmm. again yeah. uh and one day just the the switch comes when you know something yeah. changes on their end and you're just there you're there you're there and eventually they're they're right you know yeah all right cool next slide then we've got the other traffic that i keep an eye on is the cent in usd for bdc and bch and sometimes not much is happening but this is absolutely nuts the bdc is just going on this huge tear up to the second highest it has ever been from you know less than like 20 billion suddenly over a a week or so just rocketed up to nearly 200 billion and the reason i think this is especially relevant is there has not been a big movement in the price usually this happens with the price is rocketing up everyone's getting excited and the speculation is going crazy or the price is crashing and everybody's trying to sell out that hasn't that hasn't been happening but this uh this this action is is going on here so i don't know if either of you have any uh theories about this but also quickly on those uh binance we don't have a slide about that but there was news today or yesterday whenever it was that binance have once again disabled bch withdrawals which they seem to do we've talked about it on the show a couple of times literally only bch and apparently monero are the two coins that who, who knows what's going on there but they they just they run out of coins and it's like usually they if they're running out of coins the price should be going up but these are two coins that just suspiciously are just trending along but then they're out of coins and then mm-hmm. so i guess there's theories people say that okay maybe they're naked shorting right they're pretending they have bch and selling them and hoping that the price goes drops down and they'll be able to rebuy them back in but once they're literally out of coins the people who have those coins you know listed as oh i have five uh, bch credited when they try and withdraw it they literally do not have the coins then they're going to immediately get called out as a scam unless they buy those coins somewhere else so they keep having this cycle of having to just disable withdrawals and not deposits by the way so please people don't go just shoving your coins in there because you're just funding somebody else who's getting their <laughs> getting their money out right um but uh, yeah that's that's all i've heard on that uh, on that front but i don't i don't have the insider track on on what's going on there but it's a it's basically a good sign for bch if the withdrawals are being disabled since it means the buying pressure is strong and it means eventually we might end up with a short squeeze where that just if this happens across a couple of different exchanges at the same time, then the price just booms as uh, all those uh, exchanges rapidly try and get themselves uh, back into the back into the green. So, so Jeremy, I'll, I'll actually share. I won't say who, but uh, but I had a friend that I started my YouTube channel around, and uh, mm-hmm. we kind of went in two separate ways. He got he has a very large channel, hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and he got very large off of you know, the AMC short, Dogecoin. Uh, the, you know, this, that. So I actually, I messaged him today an article about it and uh, piquing his interest on a possible short squeeze. So, so trying to work my way into getting him a video of making the, his hundreds of thousands of subscribers, letting him know, let's move the Reddit thread on a BCH right now. There's, yeah. There seems to be a shortage on coins. So I brought it to his intention and we'll see how interesting he finds that. And I, I do think it's, 
worth worth the story and someone needs to uncover this this keeps on happening but there's something yeah. fundamentally not right there they cannot deliver on their coins that's um, right and, and, and in regards to the BTC sent on the on the network, you know, there has been a steady downward trend. So it's either it could be coming from both sides. It could be people dumping, then people also, you know, believe there's it's a, it's a sale. I, I don't know. There's I definitely see a strong downtrend. I don't know if this means a bottom will occur or if bottom's going to fall out here. Uh, it, you, you never know in crypto world. <laughs> well, I got to call you out. You said in April, if it yes. was, uh, hit first of April and it wasn't, you know, booming up to all time highs, <laughs> then there was some, uh, you know, merit to the the bearish uh, side of things. So are we getting a, a revision or are you like uh, Colin Talks Crypto? He's moved his goalposts to, uh, well, he already did that once, but he's done it again to, nah, it'll be the end of this year, maybe that it might happen i don't know how long he's going to say we're in this we're still in the same bull cycle until literally the entire four years will have expired and we'll be in a new halving cycle like that's at the rate he's going like we're already getting up to nearly like two years into it a, a broken uh, clock uh, is is right twice a day right <laughs> exactly <laughs> eventually so if you keep predicting the bull market eventually it's going to come around surely yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, kudos to you. Uh, uh, great call on that. And I think that we should look more into your thesis of the Bitcoin network getting congested and then spiraling into bear markets. And that could be said something fundamentally wrong with crypto right now. The largest asset being crippled is not allowing the ecosystem to continue on. I mean, that, that, that's a good thesis to have. Uh, I currently think about if I was going to revise my thesis and say I was dead wrong. And where did all that money go? Why did crypto not go as near as parabolic? that it did in the last cycle. The only thing I can think about is if a lot of that speculative money went into NFTs and not into market caps of coins, and maybe we just didn't see it. So the speculators were not into crypto uh, per se. They were into other aspects of DeFi chain. So that is something I'm thinking. Maybe I, I miscalculated in my, uh, my general thesis. Um, but regardless, if we get a, a long bear market, I mean, I, I'm a young man. I can buy more coins. <laughs> Oh, I like that take. The NFTs uh, is is an interesting one because there's definitely stats about people tracking this, and it's been you know the fastest growing Ponzi scheme of all time, <laughs> whatever you know. <laughs> like they've been they have been absolutely uh, booming. But I think you can pretty clearly follow along and see that N- NFT you buy in. People are worried about their crypto getting wrecked in a bear market. Well, NFT is just that on steroids. Like two weeks later, nobody cares what your NFT drop was uh unless it is maybe literally you know crypto punks or the 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 biggest ones but yeah i mean i mean i i still was not also i i'm not going to give myself all the credit that i was totally right because i still feel like we, we need to see a big drawdown or a big change in the market in terms of bdc taking a, a big i still think 40k is probably pretty overvalued for the actual value that bitcoin bdc is providing to the world but i think as the world is figuring out okay, this is not getting adopted as a real currency, but then ETH and the other things, I also don't really believe that ETH is going to flip and BTC that soon either. They're all loving it and excited about that. But the fact is their chain is also just kind of unusual, like unusable and bleeding out to competitors. So the, the market's just kind of holding its breath at the moment, waiting for you know something to come it's come surging out of the out of the pack and nothing really has i mean dogecoin kind of had a bit of a moment with elon musk but again then their fees started rising and 
you just can't sustain hype viral hype over a currency once it gets to the stage that it's a dollar to send it because suddenly people aren't willing to do that they'd rather use their their bank card you know so mm-hmm. what do you know that's where we're at okay speaking of elon musk next slide is elon <laughs> buys twitter so we had this on the last show and uh i've brought it in again here it's, i mean it's not literally directly related to crypto but i've found a way to to tie it in and i think it's important to the premise of the show anyway to talk about so twitter was kind of hoping that somebody else would rescue them in uh, quotation marks by mm-hmm. coming in to give a better offer than elon but nobody did and so the board of directors after rejecting elon's offer realized that they were all going to be on the hook for massive uh financial penalties for uh screwing with the interests of the shareholders and eventually kind of folded to him and allowed him to buy them out at $54.20 a share. Obviously, it all hasn't been sort of finalized and stuff, but supposedly that's what's going to happen. The Twitter staff themselves went into a bit of a wreck and uh, were having emergency meetings and stuff to reassure each other that they were going to have jobs or whatever. Dogecoin rose 20%. And just the world is now, you know, considering what 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 does all this mean is this a victory for free speech is elon going to be the savior that comes in and cleans up twitter and puts global discourse back on a on a on a better path after so much banning and censorship or is he just going to be is it just swapping you know the devil you know for the devil you don't kind of thing like is it just another centralized billionaire you know coming into to have his turn in in charge like uh what are, what are your thoughts on this mark burn it to the ground <laughs> twitter has no value to humanity at all in my opinion right. now bring in this guy <laughs> maybe he puts in some free speech maybe people can say what they want and maybe it becomes a tool that's useful useful for something beyond manure so <laughs> yeah. i'm cool with it i don't care if he burns it down i think it's not worth saving anyway so uh if he fixes it then um then, hey, I think that's actually pretty pretty outstanding. So we'll see what happens. And if he fails, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. Can't get worse than it already is. Fair enough. Ryan? <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited to see one of these major uh, online tech companies maybe move non-correlated with the rest, right? Like when we see someone banned on one network, all of the dominoes fall and they all get rid of them. It's like, who owns these different companies? Can we have competition and thought in the way things are laid out, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, and all this. So really excited to see something non-correlated, and especially if he moves it private. Uh, I don't know if that's better or not, um, but uh, I, I am actually a, a Twitter shareholder, so I uh, oh, didn't mind go. that. I think my, my shares will get acquired, uh, but it, it'll be really interesting to see how it works. And I, I'm very surprised that the public's, uh, well, I shouldn't really say that, but a lot of the public is so worried about free speech being out there. And I really thought I grew up in America where everyone's like, well, at least you're in a free country. But I don't think people even think that's true yeah. or want that. It's very strange that uh, how scared people are at the idea of the proposition of free speech taking place, like people leaving their Twitters already because it may be a place for free speech. I find that fascinating. It's, it's yeah, horrifying, actually. <laughs> that the, well, you look at the New York Times, they have so many articles, one after the other, about what the world is going to come to if people can say what they want. They forget the fact that you can already not say things that are illegal. It's not like free speech means you can go and get death threats on Twitter if they make it free speech. 
It just yeah. means if I don't want to call someone she, if they're a he, I don't go to cyber jail. Right. I think something optimistic he does if he makes the Twitter code open source, uh, that I think every tech platform should do it. I heard an interesting analogy. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but they were saying that, you know, if the blockchain continues to progress, um, that maybe Elon's purchase of Twitter could be a bad one, that the fact that people aren't holding like sovereign controls to their own accounts, they, have, they don't have the keys to their accounts, that possibly like he's buying Blockbuster instead of Netflix, you know, so he could be, but maybe he changed and evolves more to that and sees the benefits of decentralized ecosystems, which is likely the future um, if, if sovereignty and things are, are important to people. And it will be interesting to see uh, how crypto gets integrated. Uh, obviously, I think there's a large expectation for Dogecoin uh, and, and what else and, and what it means for BTC maximalism, which, you know, Jack was in, in that camp. And it'd be interesting to see what, if uh, Colin talks crypto made a prediction. He, he thought uh, Elon would make Jack the CEO again. Uh, I don't, don't know if that's likely, but it'll be really interesting to see uh, what leaders run the company. And uh, I, I think it's overall better that he bought the company uh, so far, but you know, we'll, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think probably on on balance, I can't see it being a negative. I'm definitely uh, sympathetic to sort of criticism that oh, we've just swapped one billionaire for another. But I think anybody who's saying like, oh, Elon Musk, it's terrible. He spent forty four billion to fix this. He should have, you know, fixed the ozone layer. And it's like, what are you talking <laughs> about, mate? The government isn't doing it. They've got way more resources or what about the previous group of billionaires you never gave a shit about them you just don't like elon and suddenly the tables are <laughs> flipped, flipped on you you know it was all oh if you don't like uh if you don't like twitter it's a private company and start your own twitter and then you just flip it around and suddenly it's like no we need to protect uh <laughs> platforms the billionaires shouldn't be dictating things and, and all of that so yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll see whether or not it actually works out all that much for the. It, it, for the it'll be stuff. interesting to see. I believe he borrowed against his Tesla stock to buy the company. So, it, 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 technically, if Tesla were to drop a lot, he could see some kind of margin call and have to surrender fifty billion dollars worth of stock. And that'd be interesting to see if it had implications or what kind of implications that would mean for the stock. So he needs to keep the value rising and find a way to uh, unleverage that position over time. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And it's kind of a, a strange, well, it's not that, it's not, it's an unusual scenario, all things are, you know, considered, but it's not that unusual for Elon in terms of he is famous for even at the, he's just like, we'll go all in just with a hundred percent self conviction <laughs> on what, on what he's doing, which to anybody else, even people who are as rich as him, like, Zuckerberg's not out there gambling with amounts of money that for Zuckerberg would be a gamble, you know, uh, Elon yeah. is prepared to, to risk it. If he had a hundred bucks, he'd be in for a hundred bucks. And if he's got a hundred billion, well, he's in for a hundred billion, you know? So <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. And it means he can make these kind of, kind of moves that other people can't just as a solo you know, decision maker, which is uh, pretty, pretty crazy to see. But uh, the yeah, the angle that I was going to tie this into specifically for BCH is on the next slide, I found somebody actually did this analysis where they dug up all the uh, tweets from 2013 to 2021 and did an analysis of which coins were getting shilled the most. So they scanned all who was mentioning which hashtags and which uh, coin uh, codes, you know, uh, exchange tickers. 
and this is kind of uh what they found so they had these uh the two biggest ones are obviously bitcoin and ethereum but bitcoin by quite a long way and then ethereum sort of following after it and then the rest of the pack was sort of a bit closer together so anybody who's interested can have a look on this uh slide it's clapcar 91 who made this thread and he's got graphs for all kinds of stuff with bitcoin without bitcoin different years all combined together all this sort of stuff but i've uh, picked out a couple that i wanted to highlight so the, my favorite one was this one mentions all time without BTC and ETH. And so it's kind of a slow progression downwards from Tether, Ripple, Solana, Dogecoin, Litecoin, Chainlink, DAI, Uniswap, USD coin, Bitcoin Cash, Polkadot, and Tron. So that's it, it kind of roughly matches up to the coin market cap, which I guess is what you would sort of expect. But it's interesting to see that that interest does uh, match quite nicely to the actual um you know amount of uh interest in the in the coin and specifically bitcoin cash it's interesting that it makes it into these because all time mentioned so from 2013 to 2021 bch has been around like and in the it keeps kind of cropping back up into the discussion right like polka dot or whatever whatever might have like one hype year but then it's sort of forgotten about or chain link or whatever but some of these other ones yeah litecoin dogecoin they've also been around a long time and so they just build up uh, traction. And then if you have a look at uh, 2021 mentions, the list is actually mostly similar, but there's also a few few changes, right? So it's Solana, Tether, Dogecoin, USD coin, Avalanche, One Inch, Uniswap, Polygon, Chainlink, Sushi, Polkadot, Terra, and Cardano. So BCH is being just completely wiped out of the discussion in the more uh, recent kind of uh year replaced by yeah avalanche and one inch and these ones that were more hype in the latest um bull run and you know also the order shifts around you know solana and dogecoin kind of creeping up a little bit uh and some of the other ones like uh getting knocked down more towards the towards the bottom but there's been there's been a bit of a theory you know that bch has been a bit censored on on Twitter, uh, I don't, you know, I don't have complete confirmatory evidence of that, but there is, it is definitely the case that we don't have our own topic, which is very unusual. Litecoin has its own topic, uh, whatever, but Bitcoin Cash, it, it, it literally, everybody's petitioned uh, for it, but we, we don't have our own topic. So instead, Bitcoin Cash tweets get shown up under the Bitcoin cryptocurrency uh, mm. topic. And it's kind of very hard to believe that that's, accidental or, or nobody has noticed so we've been slowly infiltrating the algorithm uh that way so again it could be that uh, elon will join and maybe if he releases a list of oh guys here was all the shadow band topics maybe bch <laughs> is on that list or maybe we never find out or maybe things were no different and it's all a conspiracy in our own heads i i, I don't really know but i'm interested to, yeah to get anybody else's take on on these kind of uh, stats and, and data as to how how interest in the coins matches up to the, the prices in the market. Um, I would never underestimate the willingness of people to censor Bitcoin cash. Of course, you know, if you just watch Who Killed Bitcoin, you'll learn the history of that happening. Uh, so yeah, this, this is super optimistic. Uh, if Elon does make the source open code and we can all see you know, what the code is, and uh, yeah, and, and but I do think in all fairness, you know, with you know, the, the price underperformance of the last cycle, 
that is a logical assumption too. But a lot of it could be a self-fulfilling process of all kinds of censorship against it. And when you have a Bitcoin maximalist running the, the corporation uh, and, and Jack, you know, you, you wouldn't be surprised to see that either. So uh, yeah, so these are things that we're overcoming and we're being the media and we're out here marketing it and using it and letting the people who like Bitcoin Cash, people that actually use cryptocurrency. And the more people you can put it in the hands of, the more fans you'll have of Bitcoin Cash because they actually learn you know, how, how to use cryptocurrency and, and which ones are actually useful. No opinion. Next question. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I think it's just good, good to highlight that. Yeah. The BCH strategy is, has got to be decent of, of necessity, basically, which is that uh, it seems it's a pattern over and over again that the BCH is getting sort of censored out of the discussion on these online platforms. So you just have to have a more resilient network, which is more decentralized. And that is literally peer to peer people talking directly to people as a kind of organic movement. And, that's sl- it's the same as before it's slow to get going but once it hits a critical tipping point it just becomes like ephemerally unstoppable because it's kind of everywhere at once all right next slide then next topic is the smart bch has been going nuts with the upgrades so they have just been pumping it out on april 20th we had an upgrade called the x hedge upgrade so that now on the smart BCH chain, it's 50% of the validators come from the miners from proof of work and 50% come from proof of stake. So anybody can put their BCH, lock it up in this contract and be part of the governance of smart BCH in some way, which is a pretty cool uh, sort of innovation we got going there. Uh, Then you've got, uh, they made some fee adjustment improvements. They made some speed optimizations. And this whole thing went so smoothly that nobody even noticed or blinked. And I thought it was worth giving a mention and a shout out to this, especially in light of what we're going to talk about with the sort of drama on Bitcoin BDC. But just the the devs are just crushing it. They're just quietly just knocking it out of the park over and over and over again. When does BCH have drama about... Uh, the devs fucked this up and now the chain's <laughs> broken or like the fees are spiking or like we're not we're losing in innovation or something it's not happening the smart bch guys just pumping it out and uh not only did they drop this upgrade they immediately announced that they would be doing another upgrade called uh-huh. externally owned accounts uh which makes it easier on the evm chain so you don't have to approve every token like five times you know when you want to uh, swap them around on the decks which would be less annoying definitely uh so i think that's a win and then we also have the upgrade coming in may so it's a little under a month for bigger integers and uh native introspection which has been part of bch's one year release cycle so it's all been planned out everybody's on board all the node teams have got it uh organized and i'm expecting it to go exactly as smoothly as all this other stuff that it will all just work so for people who aren't following it closely, just the BCH uh, tech is just constantly grinding away and getting better. And it all goes so smoothly that barely anybody even uh, notices. In fact, the market doesn't get hype or the price doesn't pump because there's no, there's no media around this because it all just, it just works like Mark was saying. So I'm actually you know interested to hear each of your thoughts on, do you pay a lot of attention to the, the technical details you know uh or do you just kind of like assume that it's all good and crack on with the uh, adoption how do you see the 
the BCH uh, protocol dev side of things? Well, I think that one of the problem, not to make this about BTC, but one of the problems with BTC is technology is always improving. And whatever we choose as currency is in competition with everything else. So I think one of the shortcomings of Bitcoin is they've frozen their currency in 2017 levels. But in 2022 and going forward, DeFi and all of these other elements we're finding are important elements of our currency and what we'll choose as currency. So I think one of the really wonderful things about Bitcoin Cash is that we're not just sitting back and saying, okay, we got it done. This is a perfect currency because the world is changing. Things are evolving. Uh, and as the landscape changes, we need to make sure that our currency stays competitive. And as time goes on, the distance between them and us is going to be so vast that I, I just I can't see some of these older coins that are stuck in 2017. Uh, technology is going to be viable in 2030, 2040. So uh, obviously, I've been very happy with Smart BCH and seeing what they're doing. Uh, a big focus of my channel in the next year or so will be um, not just on Bitcoin Cash, but on uh, coins and tokens that are on the Smart BCH network. So I actually have some uh, upcoming videos about that that I haven't announced or released, but there's some really exciting projects and that'll be a big focus of mine. So I'm, I'm very excited to, uh, to continue uh, following Smart BCH, although the technical side of it obviously is not something I have the, the chops for necessarily, but uh, I, I can understand when when something just works and for me a lot of things in bitcoin cash just they just kind of work yeah 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 uh to, to add to that bch development has always been something well i, I think it even goes back to me and mark we're talking about uh, no one talks about it it doesn't get huge publicity in terms of the development side of things of when a bitcoin cash developer found an inflation bug in bitcoin and didn't go out there and print himself a million bitcoins he just reported it and uh, I mean, what, what an honest thing to do, you know, and I like to think I would have done the same thing and others. But I mean, if you had an imagined inflation button to press rather than going out there and, and doing something noble. And yeah, I think BCH developers are hugely underrated. And um, I think this will do a lot for uh, price appreciation as more money gets locked up, more BCH. And that'll help with a lot of the, uh, the, the cash adoption, too, because the more something goes up in value, the more people are going to want to use it and, and hold it. So, uh, yeah, I do keep an eye on it. I do have some money on uh, MISS. Uh, I, I have used the network. I, I've enjoyed it. I, I know Bitcoin.com is integrating with Burst. I talked about it at the beginning. Uh, so these are all really bullish things. And you never hear bugs or anything of it. And so, is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, in May, the upgrade, we're getting Shawgate. We're getting the decentralized bridge. Well, we're not going to get the actual bridge. The May the May upgrade is necessary for the bridge. But then okay. supposedly okay. it's going to be in August or September that the actual uh, bridge will be ready to go. And that's what they part of what they, well, we already knew that from uh, previously from Kui Wang, but he sort of uh, in these blog posts, they reiterated like, so we're going to drop these upgrades and then the next thing will be the the bridge. And that should be like, you know, September, August uh, type of timeline. Because I, I think that that's huge right now. I know a lot of it's running on CoinFlex, which is a great corporation, uh, but, but obviously in cryptocurrency decentralizing things, I think will bring a lot more trust and capital to the market. And uh, yeah, and very bullish on it. I think it'll probably have the largest implication of price movement uh, for Bitcoin Cash going into the future is what, what the developers are doing on Smart BCH, which will even 
add to the uh, reasons to use Bitcoin Cash uh, for sure. Yeah, I think the the BCH devs are just criminally underrated in my uh, view, and it's I I find it actually quite amusing that regularly the sort of one of the fuds or, or whatever that the BDC uh, people will put against it is uh, BCH. They've got no developers. They're so <laughs> incompetent. Like we've got the best ones in the world. They're all working on Bitcoin BDC and all this stuff. Like it's just these anon like randoms and all this stuff. And it's just, it's like patently not true because if that was the case, how, how are we still going? Like, it's been five years since the split, guys. If we had terrible devs and everything was mismanaged and shut down, why aren't our fees a nightmare? Why hasn't all progress stalled to a We've had fucking two more splits. And it's still <laughs> it's still crushing it. It's still kicking out, uh, you know, like industry-leading stuff in terms of having a proof-of-work network and an EVM clone, which is supposedly, you know, but I think will probably in reality prove to be way more scalable then Ethereum just, and even the fact that we've got the devs, uh, we've got actually quite a few anonymous devs on BCH or pseudonymous devs, which is a top tier sign. And it's like, uh, probably Monero would have a few, maybe ETH has a couple, but if you, you're the kind of coin that's attracting devs that want to stand on it, that's exactly what you want because uh, that means they're, you know, obviously their work is what speaks for themselves rather than their sort of public image. Um uh, so there's that aspect to it, but it also means you're a coin that is going to be resistant against government uh, meddling or interference more, right? Because if the government puts pressure on the devs, oh, can you integrate this, you know, behind the scenes or whatever? Well, they're going to have more trouble doing that with with anonymous uh, devs who can just give them the finger and say no, um, <laughs> or just not be contactable at at all. So. Yeah, BCH just the devs are just knocking it out of the park. I I think, and uh, yeah, the market hasn't hasn't really figured this out. But it's like it's like Mark said, the over time, money money changes, and especially cryptocurrencies change, and that's a big flaw in the BDC idea that they're going to be like digital gold. And one thing they they like about gold is that it doesn't change because gold atoms have been gold atoms for millennia and they think oh, okay well we should replicate that and they're always trying to sell it as uh, it's stable and you know that nobody's going to fuck it up and you know that's what we're kind of kind of doing so we'll minimize the changes but it's just reasoning by analogy in that way leads you to the exact wrong conclusion which is that's why cryptocurrency is not a precious metal it's a different category and in the crypto ca- category innovation matters a lot in fact, it, it's not the number one thing if you have the most innovative coin, but it's always broken or it's always full of bad ideas or, you know, there's still got to be some consistency, reliability, Lindy effect, those kind of things. But on the other hand, uh, if your coin is not innovating at all, it is literally only a matter of time until you're dead and buried. There's no way around it. And those things are not easy to spin up quickly either too. Just because BDC is the biggest, it doesn't mean if tomorrow they all decided we're going to be the most innovative. That would be very hard to get going because all the devs have already uh, invested into other chains. They've already started their projects there. They already have communities that support the efforts of those devs, the way you fund those devs, all that stuff doesn't just uh, happen, happen overnight, you know, so pretty critical. Okay. So the reason to mention all this as well too, is that, we're going to talk a little bit here about the BDC upgrade that is kind of going on at the moment. So 
I don't know whether or not you guys have uh, looked into this, but I'm going to try and give a bit of a summary. I almost didn't want to put this in, to be honest, because I feel like, look, this is a Bitcoin Cash podcast. I'm sick of talking about BDC. Just <laughs> like we're, we're, we're just blazing ahead of them and I really don't care. But I had some requests uh, to talk about this specifically people that, that wanted to hear a bit of a take on it. And it is actually quite important and quite relevant in the context of uh, all those BCH um, upgrades. So you might not have had time to follow all the drama, but I'll, I'll give you a summary. And, and for listeners that are, you know, maybe have some BDC and some BCH, they, they might, you know, be particularly interested in this. But basically, recently, uh, BDC has started up this huge controversy over BIP 119, which is called check template verify. And the idea is to add in what's called covenants, which is basically that you can change the way that coins are spent. So for instance, right now on BC and BCH, you can lock up your coins in a time lock uh, contract and you can't spend them until you know a certain date in the future. Or you can do multi-sig where three or five people need to sign off to move coins, right? So that those are the simple forms of covenants. And they, but this uh, new change they want to put in is kind of expanding and extending that. And once you expand to some more complicated use cases, things get a little bit murkier because on you can end up with situations where things might turn into like implementing whitelists, for instance, that are implemented uh, by the miners. But you might also have extra sort of power. You know, with extra power comes extra. Uh, flexibility that kind of idea so bch interestingly already has uh this stuff the devs already got these upgrades in to like two or maybe three years ago with a thing called check data sig verify so you know bdc is literally years behind the game Mm -hmm. on this one and bch despite having fork drama and problems hey shout out to dinoporns in the chat um despite having, uh, you know, forks and all this drama, it was still just getting these changes in and BDC is only getting around to it now. So why this is happening is basically because at least some segment of the BDC community is really starting to feel the heat with ha- the lack of DeFi that they have, uh, essentially, to, to what Mark's uh, point was. So this one guy, Jeremy Rubin, has like taken the lead on this and he's like, I'm going to crack on. And I'm going to get these uh, changes into the chain. So he's now spent a little bit more than two years working on this proposal, you know, making the software, proving the use cases for it, testing it and all this stuff. So it's not been a trivial amount of work, but it's become a big uh, grief in the last couple of weeks because he's finally started to sort of go big with it and say, guys, we should put this in the chain. Like I'm dead serious. Here it is. Take a look at it. Let's put it in you know, all this, all this kind of stuff. Of course, now that he's done that, he's come up to the problem that he should have seen coming because he didn't learn the lessons of uh, BCH. He clearly didn't watch the who killed Bitcoin documentary. And, <laughs> and he's, I should forward it to Send him. It actually. To him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to hit him up later. He obviously <laughs> didn't watch that. And he's run into uh, Blockstream and like specifically Adam back, but really the whole gang who are invested in keeping control of the, uh, development and so they are against this change and they're you know uh, in t- typical fashion exactly like they did with the block size war they're creating as much uh, fud and noise about it as as possible so the 
the BTC community has just devolved into a shambles as everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. They're trying to figure out, do we want this upgrade is one part of the debate. And then it's also mixed up a bit in how are we going to activate this feature? Because before the BCH split away, the upgrade process on BDC was basically hard forks done by the core team because Satoshi just did whatever he wanted. And then Gavin, you know, had a lot of good ideas. So everybody was happy to go along with it. But then the narrative with SegWit was, oh, we can only have soft forks. And they had to do it with this user activated soft fork to kind of force the issue at the split, right? Um, but then they didn't really have that many upgrades uh, from that point on until they had Taproot, which got in uh, a few months ago. Uh, and the way they did that was this thing called speedy trial, which was this really weird thing where they uh, asked for minor signaling, which was the opposite of what they did with uh, SegWit. Uh, apparently, you couldn't have minor signaling for big blocks. That was irrelevant. But minor signaling for Taproot was the greatest thing ever. So they had this speedy trial. And I mean, I can go into all the details of all that if everyone's interested, but I'm just very aware that... Uh, you know, we're definitely getting into the weeds of it. But anyway, essentially they did that. And so now this uh, Jeremy Rubin is trying to do his upgrade. And so he also wants to do speedy <laughs> trial. But of course, the the story now has once again been changed and speedy trial, no, that's bad. We shouldn't be doing that and and all this, right? So the, 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 the pattern basically is that Blockstream, Adam Back, Bitcoin Core, Greg Maxwell, like the the people in charge there, it's basically whatever suits their agenda at any one time is what is allowed. Uh, but of course they can't uh, let that narrative, you know, get into the public consciousness. Uh, so instead it's just a constant uh, changing of, oh, you don't have consensus and nobody, you know, it's not agreed and the developers disagreed. And once you create enough drama and noise around that, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you get everybody putting in their two cents and before you know it it really does seem uh confused and a mess right so but this guy jeremy rubin you know seems like he's had enough and he's just cracking on with it uh regardless and i guess good for him so we're kind of now in a situation and we'll we'll see it play out uh over the next you know a uh, couple weeks or a couple couple months as to how far he is prepared to to sort of push the issue but uh Either, you know, it can all sort of die down and not go anywhere, in which case Bitcoin is maybe looking at a scenario where it's it's becoming a bit ossified and maybe nobody can get changes into the protocol. And if that happens, that might also be just signing their, their death note in the, in the long term. If he does get it in, then it will be an interesting case of how did he manage to wrestle away control from this Bitcoin core group or do they find some way to you know sneak their own agenda into it or you could even potentially be a fork on bitcoin bdc which would be super interesting because it would fragment their own network effect and it would make them much more comparable to bch in terms of having their own you know chains splitting off or things turning into a disaster you know nobody really knows so that is my very long-winded but hopefully short summary of huge uh bdc drama um so yeah any thoughts on that from anyone uh before i maybe touch on the bch sort of angle to this 
Well, if it does go through and they accidentally create another inflation bug, I'm sure some smart BCH developer will save them. So, um, hey, I'm going to dip out now. So now you can have yep. uh, your Ryan Giffen back to yourself. Thank you for having me on. And I'll see you guys and, soon. And this is actually yeah, my goodbye it. to Mark. I've been working with Mark for three weeks now. Um, so Mark's got to go back home. He may be back in a few weeks to continue on the work we've been doing here. Um, but So I get to say bye to Mark. All right, man. <laughs> see, see you around. Pleasure. See you guys. All right. We'll catch you on another episode soon, man. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, my my thoughts on that are, are um, rather well. I, I want to come at it from an angle that if uh, you know forking at this point would be interesting, but you know you have other options just to move to. So obviously, I think the biggest opportunity for other chains is most of the world that is not into cryptocurrency. It's a huge opportunity, but also changing uh, thoughts and paths and, and realize you know if, if the ecosystem don't agree, is there a better option there? So it may be Jeremy Rubin looks at Bitcoin Cash or something like that. And I think if going back to like the early days, you know, Peter Risen's paper about, you know, how a, uh, a blockchain with large blocks and miners still make money moved a lot of people over, actually. So there's there's influ- influence there and other options to choose. So maybe it creates a hard fork, which would be interesting. And it could put another chain into the bullseye of the maximalists and, and uh, you know, and take some pressure off of the, you know, what people I'm sure if you've been under attack by the BTC bots out there uh, or what have you. So yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, and I I do think people want to innovate more. That's not the the concept of Bitcoin. They think being good money is being predictable and the same and that's their philosophy. So yeah, those are my thoughts towards it. And so I wonder if you would look to fork or to just move his efforts into another chain. Well, yeah. I'm kind of curious why they might be interested in forking if like we already have what they're trying to do with this. Right. Well, I don't think they, I don't think they're interested in forking in, well, that's part of the drama is that essentially none of them want to fork. It's, it's kind of nobody. I'm not going to say nobody ever wants to fork. Right. But to a certain extent and probably even less than in the BCH community, even at the time where it was all uh, the split, this is uh, Jeremy Rubin is very keen on BDC and he doesn't want to create a, a, a fork. He doesn't want to create a split. Um, and obviously the people who don't want this change in, they also don't want a, a, a split. But the thing is, he's kind of willing to push the boundaries a little bit because he's uh, made a separate client, I believe. And he's been banding around this kind of, uh you know i'm just going to release my client and uh you know if enough people run it well then everyone will switch but that's not necessarily the case because the drums of war are already beating on the opposite side for the so- a so-called usrf so the original uh fork with segwit got in because they had what was called uasf user activated soft fork where a bunch of people on the bdc maxi crowd basically switch their nodes to not accept um, or to only propagate SegWit blocks and therefore kind of force the issue. And seeing that in advance was one of the precipitating factors why the BCH devs created a split to preserve BCH before this all turned into a like disaster, right? And so now it's very interesting because they've learned 
just like BCH learned its lessons from the fork as to, you know, what went wrong and what we need to do differently. So did they. And apparently one of the things they learned was that this kind of methodology is effective. And so they're now trying to do the same thing here potentially, but it would be in reverse, which would be that instead of everybody trying to force an upgrade or everybody, the node operators trying to force an upgrade, it would be the opposite where they were trying to basically uh, denial of service, the upgrade and only propagates the blocks that didn't have the upgrade. And if they do that, then they're at risk of going from a low risk soft fork. And the whole narrative of BDC is a soft fork is low risk. Therefore it's the better thing, which is not really true at all, but that's what they say. Uh, but they're at risk of turning that into a hard fork uh, inadvertently or splitting the chain if they are monkeying around with these kind of hardball uh, node uh, deployment uh, tactics and, and so on. So yeah, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I know a lot of people think soft forks are, are more coercive, you know? Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you have to come along with the change, you know. <laughs> At least the hard part gives you gives you a choice. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, like I said, I, and, and I think you quoted in one episode, or um, just you know, I, I just you know, obviously again, like the, the biggest opportunity for Bitcoin Cash is the new people. But I think the more and more people, you know, understand the compromised nature of Bitcoin and and don't agree with it, uh, I think Bitcoin Cash will be there with open arms and. Um, and, and I think that's comes with the branding and, and, uh, and the conversations that'll happen. So yeah. Oh, look at that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a sec, but sorry about that. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I got to close out my telegram. It's coming through on OBS. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm in hot with the telegram chats. Yeah. But on this, uh, fork stuff though, I mean, obviously that was a pretty quick uh, summary to be honest we could do basically a whole episode on this Absolutely. stuff and if it certainly if it de- if it you know degenerates further into an actual fork happening or or something like that i mean we might be able to do a a detailed um you know digging into that and i might be i really was conscious that i'm just narrating this huge stream but it's trying to compress a lot into um into you know quick like 5 minutes uh so anyway we might end up coming back to and digging into all the other yeah uh you know deeper aspects of it but the reason as well that i wanted to highlight and my sort of so that was all mostly like the the facts kind of as they are uh you know for any listeners uh, being caught up to speed but my own opinion on this having uh looked into it a little bit is that obviously yeah basically every outcome is is good for bch right because maybe jeremy rubin gets a bit cheesed off and his mind opens a bit more i know that he's not particularly interested in bch uh at the moment that has been kind of suggested to him or and has come up in conversation but so far he's not that interested in that but maybe if he has enough grief he'll uh, eventually realize wait maybe there's maybe these guys were onto something with the whole we can't get any upgrades going on um, BTC. If he does fail and he does just uh, flame out, then the BTC inability to upgrade will probably be seen negatively that the, the market will really come to believe that Bitcoin BTC have set their path that, okay, we're, we're 
trending pretty rapidly into ossification and that we're not having any kind of planning for upgrades or willingness to innovate or, or whatever, which they would see as a good thing, which is that the more, you know, stable and unchanging they are, the more attractive they are as digital gold. But I would say it's the opposite, which is that the crypto market tends to reward uh, currencies that are, you know, uh, kicking things up to the next the next level so that could also be a benefit to bch and if they do get into a fork or anything like that that's huge benefit to bch because not only will it make btc seem less uh cohesive uh but it will also add a new group of people who are yeah busy uh at war with the bitcoin btc people creating disruption but are trying to also spread the narrative there's not just one bitcoin uh and there's different options and it's disputed as to who is the real bitcoin they will be starting that as well as us and that'll be even better because then whatever uh, that will be opening more people's minds the idea that oh, okay maybe maybe there can be different versions of uh bitcoin and so on and so forth so as the actual yeah i mean they're just between a rock and a hard place i don't know that they're yeah they're just they're just a mess bch does not have this problem but it only doesn't have this problem because it's fought long and hard and had over the last you know four years it had two x three forks in total and uh, the community has had to slowly grind out and learn a process for upgrading for accepting changes for developers proposing things for the community coming to agreement and now that process seems to be working and stable but the bdc crowd who didn't take that time or they just it was all let's listen to bitcoin core they're now having to learn those lessons themselves or risk uh splintering and so the shoe is kind of on the other foot in terms of bch was prepared to take all that pain and problems initially and is now going to benefit going forward whereas bdc you know it's time for them to to pay the piper on on some of these uh, costs, unless they just turn into we're ossified uh, forever. In in which case, that's another kind of cost that they're going to have to have to pay. So yeah, it will, remains to be seen exactly what <laughs> what what ends up happening here. But uh, certainly, the the through line is that Blockstream seem to have a stranglehold on on what's going on and. Jeremy Rubin, yeah, he's not having much luck, uh, at least at least so far. But maybe he's got some tricks up his sleeve. Who knows? All right, that's enough uh, enough about Bitcoin BDC. Then uh, I, I, I want to make an official. Oh, yeah. I make an I make an official announcement. It is yeah, official. It is official. Burger King is accepting Bitcoin Cash and Sync. All right, so love major large publicly traded company Bam. is accepting. That's an that is official now. And that's in where? That's in St. Kitts? Yes, along with KFC. So large corporations around the world are adopting Bitcoin Cash. Damn, you'd love (laughs) to hear it. Wow, that's really really something, especially if it can be a successful little uh, endeavor and and really turn some heads. It would be excellent if we got some positive, uh, positive press out of that. You heard so, it here yeah. first on the Bitcoin Cash podcast. <laughs> Exclusive news, completely unplanned. Uh, yeah, breaking breaking stories right at the forefront as it's happening. 
peer-to-peer adoption, global reserve currency, spend it at Burger at uh, Burger King. So, yeah, I mean, now we, I mean, it was kind of a bit unfortunate we couldn't have had Mark uh, stick around for this, but maybe I'll get him on uh, another time to talk about his uh, involvement in all the adoption efforts and everything. But uh, tell us about this adoption. So you've been obviously spreading adoption in Florida. You've been uh, learning from what's been happening in St. Kitts. None of this was at all on the menu at all last time when we talked in, um, you know, last year or even even at Christmas. It was it's all been rapidly ramping up. It, it seems like, and now you've got a flip starter as well to sort of further accelerate this. So just walk me through the the steps. What's what's going on here? So. The- you know, I went to St. Kitts. I went out there. Uh, I was invited by the crew over there. It was working and for sure wasn't going to pass up the opportunity. So did what I had to do to get in the country. And I haven't left the country in a while. So obviously COVID and all that. Super excited. And uh, just to meet more BCH people that we're building. So I went over there and um, yeah, I got, I was watching it. And I first thought when I went to St. Kitts, I guess this Freedom Island. You know, like maybe this is a place I would want to, I would want to end up. And when I went, my, my experience wasn't so much that is I saw what they were doing there. And I was like, wow, this gentleman, Sonny operates a B2B business and touches a lot of businesses. And uh, he's getting it, creating an ecosystem. And I kind of knew that from a way, but I didn't understand like all the tools and I didn't really understand how to onboard. So I learned a lot uh, over there that literally if you give everyone every tool to do it. So we bought a bunch of tablets. We've created all kinds of educational stuff, uh, what, you know, how to get the wallet, how to document your seed phrase properly right on here. We make the businesses do it right in front of us to make sure they understand the importance of that. And um, so I, I realized I, I touch over 500 businesses every single month. That's my current client book. So I went around and learned how to overcome every objection as to why you would want to uh, accept cryptocurrency for your business. Literally, if you gave me an objection right now, I could absolutely overcome it. And we want to... Let's, yes. let's, let's try it. Tax. Tell me about tax. <laughs> so, so, so tax is probably the biggest hurdle, uh, because, but it's not really, it's, I do it for my business and it's a little bit of reconciling if you sell some. So if you get it, you have it at a price. And if you move it, you have to report that price. So what, what's happening in our ultimate goal is to get to DeSantis and, and overturn it. But we did, what we learned when we went down to the Bitcoin conference and had dinner down there is that the, the, the Florida wants to become the crypto capital of the world. But you can't spend your crypto anywhere. So actually, we uh, we've been in contact with the mayor's office of uh, Miami, and there's actually a crypto task force, and they want to hand out grants. They want people to use it. So we're looking into different ways to get that access, that capital, and all and all that. And we've got to create like a nonprofit. We're talking about a lot of different ideas on how to do that. And they don't really care necessarily what crypto it is, but they want to become a crypto hub. And unfortunately, there's nowhere to spend BTC, which we have the BTC conference down here. So tax is an issue, but it's a light, it's light reconciling. And most places are not really wanting to convert it. Um, but as you saw in one of my promotional things here, I show people within the wallet how you can not have to deal with it. So you can literally get Bitcoin cash and put it to a stable coin if you don't want to deal with it. But what you're not doing is you're not marketing your business to all of the crypto people that are like are on this podcast, want to go out there and spend their crypto. So we tell them the benefits about map.bitcoin.com and putting yourself on there and using social media. And then what I'm planning to do with my Flipstarter is literally buy billboards in town, run radio ads, do stunts, make this viral, and bring more attention to their business. 
because their current clientele is not going to change their purchasing behavior. But what they can do, they can find new clientele that will come to their business that wouldn't have otherwise have been there because they're crypto friendly. And now those two trillion dollars that exist in this ecosystem that want to learn more about this, and they're not they're not touching that part of the world. So every restaurant I walk into has an empty seat in it, and that could be filled by someone who wants to spend crypto. The guy that's been coming to a restaurant for the last 20 years or using his credit card, he's probably not going to change. And by the time he changes, the price of these coins you have collected are going to be worth a lot more in value. When you start creating, you know, creating 10,000 worth of purchases in a night in crypto, best believe the Bitcoin cash coins you have right now are worth a lot more. So if you can be a little bit more forward thinking right now and accumulate and understand you keep on hearing about crypto, that it is happening, that you know, why wouldn't you want to at least start accepting it? And even at the very least, if you want to convert it into a stable coin, why are you not allowing those people to come in your business? That's kind of a sales pitch there. Right. Um, so, but the biggest thing, go ahead. So Dino Pons has got a question in the chat. How can businesses accept Bitcoin Cash, but have it converted to USDC if they don't want to hold BCH? Do they have to trade it on Coinbase or can they just build it into their acceptance uh, register? How does that work? So you can just go into your Bitcoin.com wallet and, and scroll to the bottom where it says swap. And it'll show BCH and it'll show swap to BTC. You just click on that and you swipe down the USDC or Tether. And the biggest innovation is coming uh, soon with CoinFlex in the States. And you guys have access to this in your countries. You have FlexUSD, which yields them 15% on their cash. It's literally the greatest bank account in, a, in the world that and people are blown away. Like, that's coming. I can get 15% of my cash. I'm getting a quarter of a percent of my cash. So, like... It, it, it becomes a no-brainer to get involved with the ecosystem, especially when we get that United States. Now, unfortunately, the United States is in the company of North Korea, Cuba, and Iran that are that you cannot have flex USD because the SEC has so much regulation in the United States. But it is coming in my conversation at dinner with CoinFlex and uh, and also Mark Lambs tweeted it before. So, uh, waiting for that to happen. That'll be a huge game changer for. Uh, the Bitcoin.com wallet, BCH, and when people can just accept the coin and, and put a good portion of that in the FlexUSD and get 15% plus on their cash. So what about the fees on that? That's another qu- question we've had. Like I know that Bitcoin.com like swapper doesn't necessarily have the lowest fees, although I can see that if that FlexUSD gets in there, then they can just link that up on smart BCH and bang, then now you're having low like mega low fees and you're able to do, so maybe that will fix that problem but what's the is is the fees of swapping back and forth to the stable coins a, a part of the issue um let me that, that is a great question and i do explain to them that they can go to any exchange and, and, and it's just like if you were to take euros and exchange it for yen that there's an exchange fee for doing things um, but that, that hasn't become an, an objection um, at this point. I haven't gotten that objection yet. And people are okay with understanding if I move it, there, there is a small fee for that. But uh, likewise, you know, these businesses are used to taking Amex and MasterCard, you know, a percentage there. So uh, if they yeah. wanted to move out, out of it. Um, but again, if they can just attract new clientele and I'm already doing what I can on a local level to, to market the businesses. But a lot of what my flip started about is running a, a better campaign for these people that are being forward thinking uh, to put a spotlight on them in whatever capacity I can. And, and that's where I knew like with my efforts and, and I'm already invested into it. I, you know, we have over 15 businesses in the first week, but you know, we wanted to, we have a lot of other cool marketing materials 
that I can, I can show you. We'll, I'll actually end up sending to you and we'll put on the Bitcoin Cash podcast, maybe if you want to. Yeah. I know you talk about creating a section for that, but also use.cash. So everyone yeah. in the community can have access to the onboarding tools that we've been working on. So we spent the first week just creating effective tools, a kind of a starter kit and, uh, and going from there. Yeah. So with all these uh, businesses and the sent kits uh, part of it, I'm really curious what your experience was there. The thing I wonder about with the merchant adoption and it sounds like yeah maybe this has got to a point where it's sort of developed enough to have uh, answers to these questions it's okay you do all the hard work you pitch someone on it you get them interested okay they're the business owner or whatever how do you make that sticky because obviously there's a self-reinforcing point where if you have enough local bch people in the in the community then they will actually provide those uh sales the coins will circulate and the you know the staff will stay trained up on it because it will be happening regularly yeah. the business will see a benefit and all that will uh flow but if somebody is trying to replicate this just on their own in their own little uh city wherever they are if they just convert a merchant then given a couple of weeks or a couple of months eventually the merchant loses interest so after all this work has been invested in uh get onboarding the uh merchants and stuff which is kind of worthwhile anyway because at least the very least you're teaching those people about it and showing them the potential and everything does does it stick and if so how is that solidified so, yeah, so part of that is obviously the marketing too and, and letting people know and, and throwing events around it. And as the number is small, it's, it's relatively easy. Uh, I just go and eat at those restaurants. So I go there and spend and I can manage a certain amount of a client book of people I've adopted. But as the number grows, uh, I'll, I'll learn what those pain points. And in, uh, in St. Kitts, I can't speak specifically on it because I'm not that close to it, but uh, I know there's a lot of people spending it and it's already moved around quite a bit or a lot of people have it and want to spend it. So I think on a smaller island of only 50,000 people, it's easier to do that rather than South Florida with millions of people. So, uh, but I do think uh, if you can make enough noise with it and, and throw it, throw events, you can start to get clusters of people and, um, and I'll have to, you know, express more as I learn more, but I know on a smaller number, you know, I can manage it, but I actually do have a goal. Again, if we can get uh, something going with uh, Crypto Task Force in Miami and, and get a nonprofit and get some funding and grants and things like that. I, I want to make at my office here uh, like a Bitcoin Cash kind of help center and, and actually like employ someone full time to check up on the businesses, run events around it. And that's a longer term goal. This is my first push at getting some inertia and see if I have success with it and see if the community finds my efforts worthwhile. And, and really, and I'm going to get 100 businesses on, on my own here. And uh, it'll lead to those other steps, um, that, you know, that to, to follow and build on this. And then, as you guys know, I host a charity golf tournament uh, around Bitcoin Cash in, our, in the fall. So I'll get all those merchants together. We'll speak about our experiences. We'll share. We'll have community leaders talk about it and, and, and share and kind of get the, you know, um, all those brains together. I think Bitcoin Cash has to do that more, you know, um, getting all the brains in one room. And as I create these merchants and try to create a passion towards it, some of them will become super spreaders. Some of them won't, you know, it's just like in any sales job, but the more people that touch it and understand it, a lot of them fall. So some people you'll see in videos are just like their jaws drop when they first use it. They're like, Oh my gosh, like, and, and understand the properties of it and get what the fiat system is. And I, I'll ask a lot of them, you know, yeah, why should I use this currency? I'll go, well, why do you use dollars? And they go, because that's what you're told to do. Well, what if you had an option of money with different properties and different ideas? And 
You know, what if you, you knew you had an option? So uh, it starts a lot of thought-provoking conversations. So kind of out of that, that's, this is my first step, and along with other things that Florida wants to do specifically. And DeSantis does seem to be pro-crypto. I've heard him, there's been talks about paying your taxes in cryptocurrency. So this is a good opportunity in South Florida. Yeah, no, it's absolutely amazing. This is some kind of, you know, on the ground uh, learning and stuff it's the, that you're going through is just just massive and it's it sounds like it's it's working i'm going to be um, you know fascinated to uh see the updates as as time goes on of how yeah because it's kind of a bigger scale like you say F- florida florida is pretty big compared to <laughs> yeah st kitts compared to a lot of places in the world like yeah i'm pretty sure there'd be more people in florida than in all of australia <laughs> right so um but but know. i will say this so i've built now probably four companies yeah, and I, and I really feel, and actually, I'll share our office. I don't want to give too much credit, but there's actually already been some Bitcoin uh, push against some of our efforts. And I don't want to say uh, yeah. exactly w- what it is, but I think that's a good sign that uh, they're already, you know, people are feeling threatened by the push. And um, there, I have an ecosystem down here and I, and I built things before, you know, um, and, I, and I built it throughout the hospitality and we're in the hospitality neck of the world. So um, I I mean, I'm having early success with it and I'll definitely, I can't say I have the whole playbook yet, but I will build it and I'll teach everything I learned learn wrong along the way. Exactly. If somebody's feeling the hate that, that, that means you're, you're really disrupting the uh, incumbents in that, in that regard for, for sure. And yeah, if you, if you can learn how to do it and if all these tools and stuff, you know, that's all yeah knowledge that we can definitely find ways to, compile that i've been pretty busy recently <laughs> but hopefully we can find some time we'll get we'll get a lot of that stuff you know codify we'll get some resources uploaded on there you know um you know i'll help you out where i can with the websites and stuff like that and we'll, we'll get that information out there to the community because again if we can get that same thing sort of starting to happen in all different cities all around the world it, it could just uh go absolutely nuts and i think one thing I wanted to talk about as well, I'll, I'll be interested to get your take is somebody posted today on Reddit and I'm pretty sure it was basically just disingenuous uh, trolling, but it's an interesting point to discuss regardless saying, oh, this merchant onboarding strategy sucks. And I mean, they were sort of trying to talk shit about it. Oh, uh, but then they couldn't really say what they would do better or differently. But the premise was, oh, look, we've been working on this onboarding for so many years and it's just a failed strategy because no other coin does it like this. Uh, you know, why are we wasting our time? Why aren't, you know, some other coin, they're just getting millions of dollars with their hype token launch. Like, why aren't people doing that, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and I, I mean, to me, that is all just complete garbage because the thing about doing merchant onboarding is it's, it's very hard work uh, to make that breakthrough. But the fact that no other coins doing it is a great sign, not a terrible sign. You literally cannot be a market leader if you're following <laughs> the the herd. You have to be doing something different. And this is something that BCH has had for a long time and it's stuck with. And obviously it's through a slow process of elimination, it's starting to find success. And the thing about real merchant adoption is that it's well it's very high proof of passion so people see those stickers bitcoin cash accepted here and they get curious and they ask about they can see cryptocurrency impacting them in their their real life and it's also very uh yeah it's very hard to copy if any other coin suddenly wants to onboard a hundred merchants there's no way to 
fake that, right? You can fake coin market cap volume or trading on exchanges or whatever. You know, you just need a couple of people and some some bots and a bit of money to squish around and you're you're off to the races, right? But getting a hundred real businesses to accept something or a little local community going is no trivial task, especially if you don't have a community backing you up that supports that and has helped with the resources and, you know, will go to the locations and spend money and all that sort of stuff. It's just impossible. So to me, it's actually a great strategy and, and we should yeah be doubling down on it and figuring out how to do that uh, better. Cause people always say, Oh, well, why wouldn't I use this coin or that coin? Those coins are not doing this stuff anymore. As time goes on, they're all trying to find the easy money in VC hype or, yeah. or whatever, you know? So yeah, I, yeah. What do you I, think? I saw, I saw that post on Reddit and, and I thought about responding uh, via, but I, I also uh, would rather have the conversation, uh, have a conversation rather than going back and forth and thread it. And also I saw I had no upvotes, but I didn't want to give it that attention. Cause I like, I'm fine with any criticism bring on if, any, if you guys have any criticism of me please tell me and we can have a thoughtful conversation about it so what I, that person actually is, sees this podcast uh, i will happily fly them down here put them up in a hotel and spend a few days of onboarding with me and then tell me if, if they think the work is, is not worthwhile and see the interactions i will happily foot the bill for all of it um so if, if that person sees this and then we can talk Damn. about it ryan and, i and don't you, believe you <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> This Reddit troll is just like getting way outmatched here. Like, oh, I was just trying to fucking troll you guys online. And now I'm getting called out with like, we'll give you a VIP ticket to get wrecked in real time. Come to South Florida. <laughs> Come to South Florida. I got to, we'll, we'll go, we'll go out to some nice restaurants. We'll spend some money in BCH uh, that are now accepting. And then really, and, and go through the process and then tell me if you think it's not worthwhile. Because I'm so fired up. Even at the beginning of the podcast, you can hear me like I was already just got done with two onboardings today and I really want to hit through my full strategy here. And, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to uh, invite them down to see the, the hard work we've been doing and, and learn. I really think, again, I'm, uh, we're working on a video right now to kind of show what we've been doing. Uh, Cause I didn't think about onboarding like this when I first got involved and, and I didn't know if it was the best strategy and, until I actually tried it. Right. So it's, you can't. So I think his name was Miami Heat something. He might be around here, actually. He's probably in South yeah. Florida. So I'll come up to Palm Beach or I have a lot of prominent businesses in Miami. And actually, longer term goal, by next BTC conference, I'll have all the businesses around the conference accepting Bitcoin cash. And I want to have billboards up there letting people know. So when people fly in to go to the conference, they see Bitcoin cash everywhere. The longer strategy I have here. But uh, I, I think that'll be uh, pretty profound. And it's so easy to, um, like I said, I shouldn't say it's so easy. With the right tools, doing it the right way, um, it's you can overcome all these objections, and people want to be a part of it. And the city wants to embrace it, so it's a great opportunity. So if you're in South Florida, I, I don't think it's not worthwhile. Um, but what else are you like? If you're not having people use it, like then why are you in the crypto or, or the Bitcoin Cash? I mean, don't get I think that the person was promoting more resources should go to the Smart BCH. I'm not going to say those people don't deserve it. Absolutely. Um, and, and if if you think that's more worthwhile. Uh, there's flip stars out there and people you can contribute to that are building that and you don't have to to, to partake in what I'm doing by any means. But I, but to say what I'm doing is not worthwhile, uh, come with me, put you up in a hotel, take you out to dinner, we'll onboard some people and then we'll talk. Ryan, I have a question. Uh, yes. If I can hop in here real quick. Have yeah. you ever onboarded a merchant through text message or through email or something like that? 
So I always start off with texting someone some BCH <laughs> for my first tactics. So just like with the wallet, really... uh, uh, the Bitcoin.com wallet, the shareable link or the shareable link is one of the most powerful things in the whole cryptocurrency economy. So there is a problem with that. And I reported this back to Bitcoin.com, like the wallet team uh, a year and dumb. a half ago. Um, uh-huh. It relies on Google services. So if you have Lineage OS or I think even Graphene, that shareable link just won't work. Um, hmm. And Cointext is no longer a thing. That's what I was using in place of that shareable link. And hmm. I'm not sure. I believe the last I spoke with Corbin, he he forwarded it along, but he's like, there, a, a few pieces of the wallet rely on these Google services, and to gut those out would be a lot of effort that they don't want to uh, put into things right now. So, um, you want to be my middleman? <laughs> sure, sure. So, so Jeff, if I could share, I haven't run into that issue, but I, I want to, I guess we're, I didn't understand the technical problems that you were having with it. Where are you seeing these issues? So if, um, so I use Lineage OS, which is just a Android operating system that has, or sorry, I use Lineage without MicroG or something like that. So it doesn't have the Google services built into Android. I have to add those in specifically. If I go into the send and select shareable link, it'll let me craft the transaction. Mm-hmm. Um let me just say shareable link. Go for something small like a penny because I have like nothing here. And then it's okay. just nothing. And sometimes it's not populating. Yeah, sometimes it'll show me an error at the top that's like we're unable to process this or something, but it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And okay. So, I mean, I have another. I could set up this other phone specifically for shareable links, but that's a lot of effort. Um, so I can say where shareable links work. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, and I'm, I think the issue you're having is, is more of a minority case. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, I think if, again, I haven't had those conversations, but how, how can I be the middleman here? So I went to place an order. There's a underwear company called uh, sheath that, uh, I absolutely love if anyone <laughs> I'm dead serious I got a pair for my or no I got a couple pairs for my birthday last year and since then I was like I might just make the switch completely I'll throw out all of my old underwear these things are so great and if they want to sponsor the show we'll take it by the way um, but first Michael Malice he's sponsored by them he's always nice hungry. but first they need to accept Bitcoin cash I went on their website yesterday okay to place an order i was about to bundle up for the next (laughs) two years (laughs) and i saw they had coin payments on their website and they had the logo for btc ltc ethereum and bch i went to go actually go through coin payments to make the purchase they only accept btc uh, ethereum and dogecoin so mm. I sent an email and I was, or no, I, sorry, I sent a tweet and I was like, hey guys, I'm halfway, like I'm 90% through this order right now. What would it take for you to accept Bitcoin cash? No response. Later, they send me mm. an email with a discount code that I'm sure is automated. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'll pay 20% more, just accept this currency. Um, yeah. So I, I just went on the website, you guys were talking about onboarding, and I was like thinking, how do I contact these guys in a way that's a little more personal? They have a text message, or they have a phone line there that you can either call or text. So I've got their number pulled up in my phone, and I'm 
in the moment. I was like, you ever done this? Because I haven't. And if you have advice now, I'll so, send that uh, what text. Time, yeah, yeah, send me the information. I'll, I'll take a shot at this. And maybe okay. and, and this will be a, a huge, fun challenge to see, uh, you know, where I, I have an easier advantage where I'm talking to people that I had business relationships with for the last decade. Right. So they already know and trust me. Uh, and and, and um, so for me to say, suggest this to him and explain it in, in, in a thorough way. So I have, a, and that's what Sonny had in St. Kitts. And right. that's where other people may have in other communities where I think we can cause, you know, have a lot of uh, spread adoption. So this will be a fun challenge. It'll be further away. Uh, but yeah, they're based I'm in Colorado. With... Okay. Where in Colorado? Uh, give me two seconds. I they... love going to Colorado. They are in... <laughs> Uh, if it ever loads here, show up at their office. That'd make, a, that'd make an impact, you know. That's if it's in Breckenridge. If they're, it's in Breckenridge, I'm there. <laughs> they're in Woodland Park, Colorado. All right, Woodland Park, Colorado. What's what's the name of the company? Uh, Sheath Underwear. Sheath Underwear. S H E E F. S H E A T H. Yeah. Like a. Oh, it's sheath. A sword sheath. Yeah. Got it. Sheath underwear. All right. Challenge accepted. Here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you their phone number on Telegram, too. Perfect. Perfect. All right. It, this is also documented. So if in a month's time, you go on their website <laughs> and you see they're accepting Bitcoin Cash, you know where it came from. That's it. I, I, I will put some calls. In. I, I've been a sales rep for, that's how I started my career with selling. So this has been a, kind of a natural thing to do. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm up for it. Yeah, right, it seems I'm like excited. it's crushing it. You know? <laughs> and so, yeah, tell us a little bit more about this Flipstar as well, too. I want to give you a proper chance to just shill it because I don't know, you had, uh, I guess, a two-week period. It's half over. Yeah. You know, how's it going? What walks through all that? So, yeah, I'm, I'm roughly, right now, I'm not funded. Um and uh, I'm about 60% of the way there. So we'll see if it happens or not. Uh, either way, I'm super grateful for everyone who contributed. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I will give 100 businesses to the community, regardless of my funding status. I, I bought all the tablets. I've done all the legwork. Um, but, you know, I, the, the, the money really is for, for, for extra marketing and, uh, and to put spotlight in it and to fill that other side of the equation. What's the good of you know, having all these business accepting it, if you're not loudly telling the community and, and speaking out to certain people to make people aware. Uh, so that that's, uh, and, and the, the long part of it is, I think Florida is a crypto hub and uh, there's no adoption. It's supposed to be a crypto hub, but there's none. And we're having success with it. And, um, and I think it's very important. And I recently started following flip starters, but it's really important to invest in people that are going to do things regardless. Like I've started businesses with people and uh, if you just put out a business plan and say, fund me, then I'll do the work. Like, that's not really going to work. You know, I, there's a good story of uh, the Wright brothers uh, where and we're competing to create flight, you know, with the, they're, they're the first to actually conquer flight. But there's actually the, uh, the government was, was subsidizing someone else. I can't remember his name to also create flight at the same time. And he was competing with the Wright brothers. And the day that the Wright brothers took flight, he quit. He didn't try to figure out how to still do it or how to improve upon it or be in the industry. So I think it's very important to be that. And, you know, I've just been in the space for a while and, and I wanted to figure out where I could really make something hit. And, um, and after St. Kitts, I was inspired, you know, and, and 
I think uh, I think merchant adoption is is important, and I think uh, a lot of people actually I can't believe how many people want this, Jeremy. When I tell people about it, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many people <laughs> that are starving to actually do it. Like yesterday, yeah. the guy we onboarded and actually on Mark's channel, we did a live onboarding. Actually, he got close to two hundred dollars in tips from that video from the Damn, community. <laughs> he was he'll be, uh, he'll be loving it. Yeah. He was like calling all his friends. He wants to do an event there. Get every all of his friends' businesses accepting it too. Uh, so, so like I said, I have, you know, I have a network here that I, you know, I didn't realize I did the golf tournament last year and just briefly wanted to speak to people on a high level about it. And uh, I think now that we are even more in like a, a, a bear trend, and I've explained to people, hey, getting into it now, accumulating it over the years, you know, this is kind of how cycles work, and you know, you could be very happy with with your efforts rather than maybe trying to do this in, in the height of it all. I, a lot of people would be pissed off. They're getting Bitcoin cash at 1600 and uh, it, it was down to 300. So I think the opportunity is right. The pricing is right. The location is right. Uh, the network's ready for it. And, um, and I just, I just want to be loud with it. And, and that's where the flip starter really comes in to have a proper marketing budget for an area of the size and, um, and want to, want to show the community um, that it's there. And, and also I want to return value. And I'm not, like I said, every dollar will be, used on the campaigns it's the way i want this money to be used is to create more value for the bitcoin cash i hold you know, not necessarily so i can make money from it i have that's not my, my interest in bitcoin cash is to create more value for the coins that have everyone in the ecosystem yeah that's exactly it and like you were saying at the start it's people yeah just got to understand the the incentives here right which is that you know the same reason well it's not the only reason but it's definitely a part of it is that I, you know, I do this podcast, you're doing your onboarding, everybody in the community is incentivized by definition. If you're in the community, the only, the way you, your ticket, the way you buy in is you hold some BCH. And then once, once you're doing that, well, it's up to you to make it, uh, you know, worth, worth something, basically, <laughs> right? Which is that the, there's only 21 million coins and any value created within the network just proportionally distributes out to anyone in the network we don't have the federal government sucking away just huge chunks of all the value we create that doesn't exist the only people getting paid are the the miners but you know the miners are not causing you grief the when are they ever come around and fucked with you never and uh you're paying them transaction fees that are so small you don't even notice right they're not i mean obviously the new coins are, are going to them as well too but that subsidy is going to be gone before too long so we've kind of got to make this this fly with enough uh traction and stuff before it before it gets to that point and that's what obviously the btc side are not uh factoring in there has been some separate discussion uh, related to some of these upgrades where they're sort of starting to wonder hey, guys what do we do what's the long-term plan here what upgrades <laughs> are we making how are we going to fund all this stuff and there was some of that, and then it quickly turned into, nah, it's not a problem, it's all fine. Oh. And there was even uh, proposals to lower the block size because they were like, well, maybe there won't be enough fees. Problem <laughs> solved, we'll just lower the block size, spike the fees, and the miners will get paid. But, uh, yeah. I mean, then everyone will ditch the chain, but they don't realize that. So, yeah, Yesterday, I, mean, I was actually, uh, I did a presentation. He's not onboarded yet. He's interested. Um, one of his uh, one of his servers, actually, uh, a busboy is there. He was from El Salvador and he actually had a Chivo wallet and actually I sent him some BTC into it. And it's interesting, like the, the wallet, the Chivo wallet is preset to take the BTC to turn into fiat. And um, so I showed him some Bitcoin cash and like the difference of the network fee and all that. And he was like, wow, I never even really knew that. And 
I was explaining how like this wallet here, like you have the keys to it, this wallet, you know, it's the government's and it, it really got him thinking more. He's like, wow, I never, you know, really thought of that. You know, what's going on with it. So that, that was a really cool experience to, to see the Chiba wallet and actually use it and, and, uh, and have a live experience there with there. So yeah, that's, that, that's, that's what I'm up to. And uh, like I said, I've already been off to the races and, uh, and, and again, I appreciate everyone who's contributed and, and we'll see if it comes through and, uh, and uh, either way, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give a hundred and uh, I'm going to throw my event this year. I'm going to do the absolutely best I can for the community. You know, regardless. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like it's, I treat it like I treated my startup businesses. Like, you know, I, you, you have to put everything into it. You know, I, when I started this company here, I used to work, you know, 78 hours a week here. And, and then uh, I would uh, go do uh, uh, like work bar mitzvahs and games at nights on the weekends. I, I didn't want to take any money out of the business. Like I got to keep all that in there. And if I can make any money anywhere to pay, some, pay my bills. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what you, you need. And but the biggest thing I do want to give to the, the supporters that support like flip starters, they really do deserve uh, value of their coins. And um, I think everything we're doing here from the podcast to all the adoption to the smart BCH, uh, it's an ecosystem that will get deserved. Uh, it will get the price appreciation it deserves. I don't know when. But uh, but it, you can tell it's such a vibrant community. It's they do deserve it. These people that are funding these campaigns, you know, marks uh, all, all the different flip stars. We've had quite a, quite a few funded recently, so it's a it's a good sign for the ecosystem. Yeah, that's it. So everybody can check out West Palm W E S T P A L M B C H dot U S, <laughs> and uh, that yeah links straight in there to the the flip starter. It's more than half funded, so we just need a few more people to. Uh, get in the mix there and I guess even if it didn't get uh, funded you could always I don't know that people have really tried this but this is certainly an angle where you could just uh, redo another flip starter but for maybe you know half or whatever you did get and obviously people would have to re-donate in again maybe some of them uh, wouldn't do it but you know uh, a few people could then just chip in again there and you would know okay I have about this amount of uh, support there's actually nothing uh, stopping that and to be honest I think there's definitely still some experimentation and innovation that needs to go on in the flip starter uh, space in terms of uh, people choosing, you know, the right amount of uh, funding, which is a bit of a guessing game to begin with. But on the other hand, it could also be, you know, you can do a flip starter. You could do it for literally one BCH and the chances you get funded would be pretty high. Do that, mm-hmm. deliver it, put up the results, then do another one and ask for three BCH yeah. or five, B, you know, and sort of step it up, uh, that way i think i mean you already have a, a decent you know profile and and rep in the community and sort of evidence that you're not just gonna you know, scam and be gone tomorrow right but, but some other yeah. people might not have that but they could get involved that way if they were prepared to put in the work right yeah 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 and i don't know if i would necessarily redo it right away you know i would still put mm. forward my efforts and want to show the community and um and, and speak to other people in the, you know other local you know i just want to speak to people and make sure my you know, I consulted a lot with Mark and other people who have been successful on, on everything I did with it. I try to learn from other people. So I don't know if I would necessarily run back to, to get it. Like, I, I would probably fund most of it and do the best on my own to, you know, um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to think about that if I would want to redo it. Um, that, that's, you know, I wouldn't want to be, you know, I think not getting a flip starter funded is a, is a sign that maybe I need to work on myself a little bit more. And, and, and present my value. I really want to recalculate for a while uh, if I if my presentation and my efforts weren't shown and marketed properly. I'd, I'd probably wait a while before redoing that. 
Now, I, would, I wouldn't yeah. blame anyone but myself. <laughs> Fair, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Taking responsibility. That's the entrepreneur, yeah. you know, self-hustle attitude, right? It's just, <laughs> yeah. it's just us uh, taking over. And yeah, okay. So I, I also just want to get your uh, thoughts. I mean, you, there's always message to the community at the end, but I'm I'm just curious, you know, it's a while since we've had a chat. How, how do you think the community is doing? Are you getting the same vibes as me that we, this is a chance we can fucking crush it we can you know really really make it happen am i just high on my own supply here or like uh, well we, certainly we since you go it? back if you go back in the time machine we had our first conversation we've done so much <laughs> uh so much building so much innovation uh that yeah there's lots of reasons to be fired up and uh and I said it before, but I do think if you want to get out and, and onboard and, and do that as a strategy and find it useful, uh, you'll, I do find it so fascinating that, again, I'm in the business. I compete with a bunch of the local businesses for customers. Nobody, no other chains are competing with me out there to have a, a cryptocurrency. I don't see BTC out there. I don't see Dash. I don't see anyone. So it's a huge opportunity in, in, uh, you know, to, to get adoption. And a lot of times people will ask, how can I, uh, why, why don't I accept Bitcoin or Ethereum? I'm like, well, you know, if you're going to accept those currencies, you know, it doesn't make economic sense to pay for it. So there's a, like, this is one that's really useful as cash. There are others and showing that system. So, um, but yeah, the message to the community, I don't think you're high in your own supply. It is always important to check your echo chamber and speak to people with disagreeing opinions. And I actually, over this weekend, I had a barbecue with a prominent BSV figure too. I wanted to hear other opinions and thoughts. So I'll share with you more off, uh, off stream here that, uh, you know, I'm always looking for different things. I, I'll always look for different opinions and, uh, and ways to do things. And, um, but yeah, I think the BCH community is, is a very special one. Some of the best people I've, I've really ever, you know, worked with are, are in this community. And you can just tell from the heart, it's a, it's a, the pat, it's a project of passion. It's a, and I'll never lose that. And, um, and that's why it's something I feel worthwhile investing my time, money, and resources uh, into because it's a future world I, I want to see. And uh, and I do think in this version of the multiverse, if there's a multiverse I'm living in, I'll get to I'll get to live in that version of the multiverse, not the not the status the one where it doesn't or... work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> US uh, the what's it called CBDC comes in and just turns into dystopian hell. With everybody, <laughs> right. you know, walking around with a government drone following them everywhere, you know, tracking their wallet or some, you know, yeah. black mirror <laughs> type scenario. Definitely, we could end up that way, but yeah, it's on us to to make it uh, make it happen and not uh, not let the world be <laughs> worse off forever after. Um, for yeah. that, all right, let's get the next slide. Then we're coming up to two hours here, so. Uh, mm. getting into the the final uh, run home community comment of the week comes from the one and only Roger Veer. Uh, he tweeted today marks an entire year since my last tweet. Think about how quickly the time goes. Make sure you are spending it on important things. Hashtag family. Hashtag friends. Hashtag cryptocurrency and hashtag freedom. And how can you not love this? I mean, that's that's really what it's all about. You know, he's been disconnected from all this twitter like he's a big you know big hitter on twitter he's got more than you know uh, 750,000 followers i think you know he's nearly up in that million rate he's a big fish but is he spending all his time arguing with people 
on Twitter. No, he's, you know, living a good, good life with the things that are important and just checking in on Twitter, you know, when, when he, when he feels he needs to, and it's just such a contrast to, you know, Peter McCormick or whoever other like sort of influences that are all day on there, shilling their coins and doing this and that, you know, whereas he's, he's focused on what matters in life and you love to see it basically. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Glad to see Roger back. Roger's been super kind to me and I find it so fascinating that I'm actually like sitting here on the podcast and get to interact with people that, you know, that have brought me into the space. Roger, I remember when uh, there used to be a YouTube channel called Adam Kokesh mm-hmm. and uh, Roger wanted to have a debate with him and Bernie Sanders and, and donate a hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin to make it happen. And that led me to Roger Veer. And then that led me to understand crypto, how it could actually work after getting through uh, Peter Schiff <laughs> for years. So uh, uh, grateful to have Roger. He's literally just had, has no more reason to even, you know, has done so well and created an ecosystem. You know, the monetary system has rewarded him and he's still out building, you know, because uh, again, in a project like Bitcoin Cash that I think grabs you by the heart and, you know, wants you to have uh, build this future world that really allows economic freedom for everyone. And, um, you know, glad to see Roger back and, and again, glad to, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to speak with him. He, he helped me with my tournament and uh, glad to see whatever he wants to do in the future. He, he's the biggest donor to my flip starter. So thank you for that, Roger. And, and Jeremy, you're number three right now. So thank you for that, brother. <laughs> I got to rank up. I got I to gotta make a couple of crypto billion and then get in there on the top. That's all right. Give, so, give, give me 15 years, you know. Uh, he, he had a bit of a head start. So we'll see, see what we can do about that. But, but he, he really opened my eyes to the idea when he came into crypto. He not only bought a bag of coins, but he did what we're doing. And then he got involved and created the businesses that made Bitcoin more valuable. That's the way I view Bitcoin Cash right now, too. You know, it was first for me, it was more of an investment and using a little bit, finding it interesting, you know, if this could happen. And then, you know, people like him and, and like you guys here, maybe like, let me get involved. Let me see how I can contribute and try to inspire other people to have that same revelation, you know, that they can actually create, you know, value to this decentralized system. And there's no better person to look at than the first investor in crypto related startups ever. So that's it. <laughs> and, uh, proof that you can make huge impact in the world and, and you can join the conversation uh, pretty quickly. So yeah. um, good to see you back, Roger. Absolutely. All right. Meme of the week comes from John Doe at time spelt with a one stranger on Twitter. They wrote four levels of Bitcoiner and it's that meme of the expanding galaxy brain, <laughs> which I personally find excellent because it's just so evocative of so many things really. But it's got Bitcoin is digital gold with the small brain. Bitcoin is a P2P electronic cash system with a lit up regular sized brain. Bitcoin cash is Bitcoin with the brain starting to go uh, galactic mode. And then Bitcoin cash is cash with just the exploding rays uh-huh. of enlightenment. Uh, and I just, I just saw this one this week and I thought that's great. That's it. People start out with this digital gold crap. They eventually figure out, wait a second, it was supposed to be a peer to peer cash system. Then they figure out, wait a second, the branding got stolen. And at the end of the day, they just come down to wait. None of this matters unless it's, it's not even about Bitcoin. It's about cash. It's about trading. It's about commerce and it's about, you know, being part of an economy. Right. And that just, to me, I was like, that sums it up right there. They're missing one level of enlightenment. 
uh, which is what fuck the shit coins. <laughs> it's Bitcoin will be cash. Bitcoin will be cash. Obviously, did, did, you, did you see that today? Yeah, I saw you were you were getting in there. You were uh, tagging it onto people's. Uh, so posts, yeah. I like the Bitcoin cash is cash or be cash, and, you know, and a lot of the demonstrations I do with people to try to explain to them what a non-custodial wallet is. It, it is literally just cash. So I, I go like. This is my wallet. I bought it from some company. So like the Bitcoin.com wallet you now have in your phone is like this wallet. But the, mo- the money inside is actually my money inside it. So if I lose my money, like I, uh, my wallet, I, I lose my money. But I can actually protect it, which is better than this, uh, by backing it up. And they literally see it's just cash. They, they, uh, they ask how to use it with their POS system. I'm like, well, how do you treat cash? You know, and it always goes back that it is just like cash. You can move it, you can hold it, you know, you have sovereign control of it. You don't have to ask anyone permission to take it out or pay fees. To, or, or pay, some people pay fees to banks to hold their money. Uh, you can literally have all these tools. And you, and you really feel these things closer. Obviously, you guys have been using and holding for a while. And, but as you explain it to people and show them how to use it, that, that this really hits home, uh, that, that, especially that fourth level. And people are so amazed by it. Like my money lives in these 12 words. What? Like, <laughs> they're, they're so fascinated uh, by the concept of it. And I also explain to them, you can use custodial features too. If you don't want to have the hassle of it, you can have your money sent to Coinbase or something like that too. So, um, but they have the choice. Yeah. Damn that uh, physical metaphor of the wallet is like the wallet, but it's like a company, a company sold you that wallet. I've never thought of that, but that's a pretty, I have a lot of little, little uh, techniques. Come down and onboard really? me, Jeremy. I'll fly yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm up for it, man. I'm up for it. We'll let those travel restrictions uh, time out on the US as soon as that's that's sorted. Uh, I actually, I have someone, he actually texted me while I was here. He's coming in. He wants to come down and onboard with me too. He hit me up. He lives, He's on come back from vacation. I think he lives in Orlando. He's driving down just to onboard with me for a couple of days. I've had a couple of people. Someone in New Jersey reached out to me too ask me different tools I've been using. So literally it's, it's happening, you know, it's, uh, it's spreading. And, and, you know, luckily that the success I've learned from others, uh, you know, I'm doing and people are being inspired by it. And, and before you know it, it'll be the world reserve currency. That's it. That's, <laughs> I love that when, I saw when you put in your flip starter, the first sentence was like, hi, I'm Brian and I'm going to make BCH the global reserve currency. I was like, oh, that's it. Bam. We're on it. Going to number one, baby. <laughs> that's it. You you inspired that to me. The way the way you plugged it. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. That's the, <laughs> that's just where you got to hear that. You know why that's the vision? Because there is no bigger vision. It doesn't get the mountain doesn't get any higher than that. You're going to number one. Everyone in the fucking world is going to use this. That's it. <laughs> no other coin can come in with. Well, we're going to be the interplanetary currency. Get out of here with that. Like, <laughs> You're you're gonna be the national currency of El Salvador. We need the global reserve currency. Well, you, you definitely feel like the throne is for taken in the next twenty or so years. Like something's yeah. dynamic gonna change. So that, that so we need to do. We're doing everything we can ourselves to make ourselves the most uh, you know opportunistic one. Uh, exactly. So we got we got some runway here and some work gotta to do. Just, I'll be... Yeah, got to jump on that. Like just got to be in there. You know that's and that's what uh, a lot of coins. You know they're sitting around waiting to their bags to appreciate or waiting for fiat to die which it is slowly doing yeah but it's not about waiting it's about proactivity you know like just being being better than the slowest runner isn't enough right if fiat is slowly dying it's about being out there the one that is pushing harder than the competition who is just 
in there you know and i think the community can that's what changing the game that's what it was all about you know who can put that in their headphones get fired up that was the that was the idea and i think we can Love. we can definitely see some of that uh over the over the next year you know i think things things are gonna definitely ramp up for us okay next slide is message to the community i mean you already put in a little bit of that but as 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 always on this show just just what what do people need to hear yeah um well actually after seeing roger's suite it kind of brought some other thoughts to me and uh message to the community is taking that time to to spend with people um in the fall you know i kind of um fell into like this existential crisis. I had a lot of people close to me pass away and it made me think about life differently. And, um, but I've always kind of followed things of passion. Like, I feel like I could have a large YouTube channel if I pumped you to what was going to be exciting next, but uh, following passions, uh, spending time with loved ones. And, uh, and yeah, and, and, and that's why, you know, the Bitcoin cash community is a place I'm happy to call home and, uh, and make friends in. And, uh, and I think that's what maybe Roger was doing a lot of the past year, even though he did a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, I, I don't think he took a breath from 2011 to, you know, to the time he maybe took off and, uh, and, he, and he deserves that. So I think all of us should make sure to spend that time. And, you know, we, we get a short time here, uh, you know, to do things. So do things that you love and find value uh, you know, to other people. So that'd, that'd be my message to the community. Great message. You only get today. That's been really on my my mind a lot. Uh, my mate George, who was on the show recently, he's been loving David Goggins. I don't know if anybody knows mm. him, but he's a yes. inspirational speaker, fitness type guy, and he's just one of his things. Nobody cares what you did yesterday. That's, <laughs> that's it. You know, it doesn't matter. Did you? You know, you, people like to think of themselves. Oh, I go to the gym all the time. Well, when was the last time you went? You know. Oh, I go twice a week. Did you go twice this week? No. All right, there you go. <laughs> you know, you might have thought, even if it was last week or a month ago, you know, whatever. Things fade out. If you're not hitting it today, you're not. You're not shit. So that's that's it. Uh, get the most <laughs> out of every single day. I'm just. I'm just. Fine. I've been drinking this uh, Coca Cola here I've, to the late night stream with the sugar. I love it. I love like, it. I'm on. The, I'm on the H2O. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got, look at this. Like I've got the. I've got the water here as well too. I, I'm not. I'm not messing about. All right. I got plenty of, hy- <laughs> plenty of hydration. I got the five liters ready to go right here. So bear everything. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, that's solid uh, message to the community. And last slide. Um, as always, we right, hit our two hours. All right. Bitcoin Cash podcast donations. As always, on the slide. Thank you very much to the donators. Absolutely love it. Get that peer-to-peer economy happening start guide faq links www.bitcoincashpodcast.com also check out odyssey rumble bit shoot get around i oh, here we go am i getting that cheeky donation live <laughs> um, okay. i've been in a spurting a lot lately so essentially loving it, loving it. Uh, th- anyway thanks to all the donators including ryan thanks to my patreon uh ricky and uh shout outs as well for the week i uh, my shout out goes to tam and Liv. they know who they are who i was and also uh violetta but the first two i was in london last week and i ended up crashing on their uh couch to a friend of a friend and uh that was that was great we had a, we had a really good chat at about 2 a.m with some beers and uh i sent them some bch and they were loving it they're awesome. in that mindset of yeah the you know world's just wrecked us in terms of 
buying a house and stuff is just impossible so people are just there our mind is just opening so fast to like we need an alternative system like everybody's getting the message so uh anyway hopefully uh they're they're loving it and i'm sure yeah maybe they listen to this uh podcast as well and uh violetta for similar reasons uh who i was yeah chatting to about bch recently to similar scenario any uh shout out from you ryan yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, all everyone that's participated in the flip starter, uh, everyone watching the podcast, thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, and feel free to, to hit me up on any of my platforms. Uh, you know, I'm glad to help. And I have a lot of people reached out to me with my latest efforts and whatever I could do to share, you know, more on what, what I do. And, I, you know, and we, you know, I'm happy to meet more people and learn more things. And you know, the first time I actually spoke to Ian Blast is when he shared the, the documentary, you know, the child for that. I think the video has over 6,000 views now. It's uh, it's really climbing up there. When you share this slide, it only had like 600. It's really yeah. gaining traction. You know, the, the truth is getting out. You know, you can only uh, hold it down for so long. Um, eventually reach everyone. So shout out to uh, to him for sharing that. And Jeremy, great job narrating it. Oh, voice sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I did. I did enjoy it. It took a long time, to be honest. It was a couple of uh, couple months of uh, just doing like, you know, a few sec because it's whatever it is, 45 uh, minutes and every se- section you know had to uh uh like uh translate it into the english and then mm. uh, rate it back and it would usually take t- you know three or four takes per like 30 second segment because i would it's not perfect but i tried to sort of line it up with the with the speed of the original documentary uh as well to there are a couple of gaps and it's not all perfectly uh smooth but you know that it's kind of in the in the ballpark but yeah thanks also to the those guys like Tony uh vigilancia and uh the in argentina they're just doing a, a killer job and they deserve all the you know views and people saying that they're loving the the documentary because it's 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 just great and i'm sure it will go down as a classic i think uh it'll keep it'll keep blowing up as as time goes on the more bch people are wondering what's going on with bch that seems like it will become the go-to documentary of just look watch this 45 minutes here's everything you need to know what was the problem with the governments how did bitcoin start how does the mining incentives play into it like what's all going there's a couple of those great graphics that just show like exactly how it's going to yeah. all fall apart if the miners don't get paid you know and then what happened with the the censorship and what happened with the accepting going into reverse and how did it all end up with the uh, bch and at the end when he talks about um that was the best bit as well too at the end where he just talks about oh i was in the bdc camp that's the most Mm. powerful thing of it all where he says look i was telling everybody about bdc until i you know saw over and over what's going on with bch and then i my uh, eyes were open to the truth and i realized that it had been a lie all this time you know that's just such a can can we share that with can we share that with jeremy rubin Yes. Well, that's it. We'll have to hit him up with just, here you go, mate. This will explain your uh, problems. Jet, any shout outs? I do. This is kind of surprising for me. Normally I don't do this. Uh, I've got <laughs> quite a few this week. So um, uh, give a shout out to Aaron, uh, Bitcoin payment modules, uh, soiled cold, uh, sunny, and a fellow whose handle is just some monkey emojis. Those guys have been helping <laughs> out quite a lot over the past two days for uh, an open source Bitcoin Cash ATM. 
Um, and right now the biggest issue is just dealing with shipping and logistics because we're in a bunch of different countries, right? So uh, shout out to those guys. And then shout out to, um, I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but Corentin, uh, who made Bitcash, the Python library, because without that, then the whole project would have been impossible. So uh, I'm very, very happy that uh, people are like, as soon as it was brought up, it was like, yes, let's do this. And everyone that's involved right now seems very interested, and it's been uh, awesome just being a part of so far. All right. Great passion and energy. You love to hear the community just kicking off all kinds of projects left, right, and center. <laughs> that's the that's the magic of decentralization. You know, it's just always going on every every day and night. Somebody's got a got a project on the on the boil and finding a, a little successful niche there. So yeah, that'll do it for this episode. And till next time. Single chance for the world, single moment in time. Bankers capture us all, our cryptocurrency flies. Gets to decide, Phoenix fly from the flame. Bitcoin BCH forever changing the game. I'm not asking for praise and I'm not begging for help. If something needs to get done, I'll fucking do it myself. That's decentralized work, let's be totally clear. Cause we're all on a team on the crypto frontier. Want a better free world? You volunteer, spread the word every day. Paying cash peer to peer, go out and put in the reps. That's how this got in your ear. If you believe in this war, it's time to pick up a spear. Cause the leaderless world ain't just gonna appear. Power lies in the mirror, it's time to conquer your fears. Ignore the government shield, kick your life up a gear. When you look up the mountain and the summit ain't near, take a look at the ground. The next step is pretty clear. Revolution is paid for without blood, sweat, and tears. All over the globe, it's been a rough few years. The population. Lockdown while politicians